welcome back to the stupidest podcast this is your host justin vandyventer and with me is that bald-headed son of a bitch that bearded motherfucker you know who i'm talking about the other host of this podcast i like the way he said it the other host justin rodemacher he's got a beard he's got very little bit of hair i don't have it's not completely bald but i got a little bit of hair starting to come in yeah <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna grow it out and uh I'm gonna show people how I don't actually have hair. <laughs> Dude, I went through your pictures when I sent you that picture of you clean shaved. Dude, that was that's embarrassing. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have hair or facial hair, so I am just nothing but skin. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. But then I started going through all your other pictures and I was like I saw you with a full head of hair and clean shaved and looking like you were 12. I was like, oh, I remember that guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember him too. I like this guy much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you been, buddy? Good. How have you been, man? Good. That's good. good. Real good, actually. What have you been uh, up to? Work? Work? Work's starting to slow down, finally. Yeah. That's good. Getting off a little earlier. It's kind of nice. Yeah, what are you doing with all your time? Okay. Been been hitting the gym. Need to lose a little weight. I've been packing it on. Go through these spurts, man. Hopefully I can stick to it this time. Yeah. Well, if you got the extra time, it's going to be nice to... Because didn't you just say you just switched gyms too, right? Yep, yep. Nice. I went to the... Covered it any time. I went to the Y... Why? I like yeah, YMCA. Oh, why though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually cheaper in the long run, and I can bring Gracie swimming and shit like that. So okay, that's pretty neat. I got a sauna, freaking awesome. Ooh, dude, I, got a, I got a really nice sauna. So next time you come down, Roddy, I'll bring you. Dude, I'm down for sauna, and I'm uh. I'm okay if we don't work out, though. <laughs> <laughs> we can go just straight to the sauna. That, that, that'd be nice. They got a nice hot tub. Ooh, oh, dude, I'm down for a hot tub. I need another hot tub night in my life. I mean, it's, it's not as good as the one we got at the house, but. Well, let's, let's test it out. Let's, nice let's do the hot tub and the sauna there. Can, we'll do the test, the test the hot tub and the sauna at your house. Then we'll go somewhere else because we need to have a. Your house is the... We could, we could podcast. We could podcast and compare the two. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. The whole time, we'll just bring the microphones the whole way. Yeah. Still no working <laughs> It'd out. It'd be a little though. weird. No. Out. Yeah. And there is absolutely no working out, though. <laughs> Dustin is correct. Uh, that is the voice of our, our guest this evening. We, are, we Actually, this is a special episode. We have uh, Dustin Fawcett is on the episode with us here tonight. That was Dustin Fawcett's voice. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited to talk comedy with you, man. Yeah, it should be a good time. I've heard a lot of the other episodes, and it's uh, sounds like a good time. So, yeah, dude, this is uh, I, I live, love talking to comedy, especially to like the the people here in the Duluth scene, like just because like everybody's so passionate mm-hmm. about it, and you can tell like whether it be in your voice or while you're on stage, like you can just see that it's it's everybody's passion. Right. Yeah, we definitely get spoiled up here for sure. Yes, I agree with you that. You got a really good scene up there. Mm-hmm. The scene up there is really good. Yep. Yep, you're going to have to come test it out here very... Uh... Plan is shortly, man, real short. Yep. 
I heard what I've had uh, a few of the comedians up there uh, already hit me up and like, dude, when are you coming? <laughs> I'm trying. You got it. He he said that he, yeah. there's a day that he said that he's shooting for that I'm hoping he actually makes. Mm-hmm. It's the week after Thanksgiving. I'm not going to tell everybody though. Okay. Just just going to tell you. All right. Well, now I know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. Just nobody else. Listen. You're the only one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it a secret till after the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah, that works. I forgot that there is this does have time in right. between. Huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah, this won't come out until. I guess we should have looked that up beforehand too. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it real quick. But yeah, no, this right. this will be coming out. Um, well, actually, it won't be in the future. It's the future from now, but in the past, when it's in the air on air, it will be. Yeah, never mind. It'll be the past. <laughs> okay. Future now. Later. Yep. So yeah, yours is gonna be a little bit. Yours is actually a. Uh, Oh, it's when I go to the Rams game, dude. It's coming out on the 19th of December. Nice. So I'll be going to the Rams um, at Lambeau that day. Today. Oh, that's going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be Is cold. that just a, a thing for That's just for or? fun, okay, yeah. Just for fun? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not working that one. I'm just driving down because I'm a Rams fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, but. Yeah, yeah, this year, Yeah, they, they've been awful. But, I mean, last year, I mean. How'd they do last year? Did they did they get the ring? I think that's is that what you guys were thinking? I don't know. I black out after the Viking Stone. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been so lost of how bad they've been this year. So, <laughs> oh, that's fine. You can, I mean, you can say that right now. But I mean, until the Vikings get that ring, I mean, boy, they look good this last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting one. It was. It was. Uh, so I went to that one. And we had some people that wanted to leave early, but we also had people that wanted I to bet. stay. Yeah, but we also had people that wanted to stay. So we did have some dedicated fans with mm-hmm. us. So that was, I, I always love having the people that are actually like wanting to stay no matter what's going on. They're like, this is, this is my team. I want to watch them. I, I don't get to come here very often. I want to, I want to watch them when I can. Right. Doesn't matter how they're Absolutely. doing. Well, it does, but doesn't. They, they still want to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Being a Vikings fan is an abusive relationship. It's just, yeah. I mean, it started off so great. <laughs> they, they, they told me they loved me. <laughs> they're they're doing so well. <laughs> what makes me mad is that Kurt blew his record. What was his record? So many games with thirty nine consecutive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they didn't get a touchdown, did they? I also if, heard if he could have, if he could have got a touchdown every game for the rest of the season, he would have held the all time record. Oh wow. I thought that's going to be easy this year. Yeah, the way they were going, I was like, "There's no way he's not going to throw a touchdown." Well, especially with Jefferson on the team, like exactly, you expect him to get a touchdown. That being said, with your boy down, looks like I'm twenty dollars richer. I was it twenty? I thought it was ten. We'll have to roll back the tape. I know why I keep saying twenty because it was ten from you and ten from. Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was a ten dollar bet. But we yep. have a ten dollar bet. He thinks that Justin Jefferson is going to do better than Cooper Cup, and now that Cooper Cup is hurt, that's easy money now. Well, I mean, unless Justin Jefferson also gets hurt and then Cup comes back, impossible, and wins the Super Bowl. Thank for you, a Justin. Thank you. <laughs> this it's not fair. Yeah, two Vikings fans. <laughs> I was listening. Oh, I was listening to another podcast about football and. uh Dude, I did 
I can't believe he didn't win MVP last year. I thought he did, and I didn't. I guess I didn't pay attention. He won the Super Bowl MVP, but he did not win the MVP for the season, <clears throat> which is bullshit. Yeah, he he should have because he had the triple crown. Yeah, you win the triple crown and you still don't get MVP. <laughs> like what yeah. the hell? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because I don't. Who did win it? A quarterback. Yeah, somebody, that's what I thought. I'm sure. Quarterback. Yeah. I, wasn't it Herbert or something like that? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it like always goes to a, they, they were even saying that even like having the triple crown, he didn't get it. Like it's going to go to a quarterback. Mm. Mm. It's tough. I don't know. I, I don't agree yeah. with it, especially cause I'm obviously I'm biased, but I mean, <laughs> do you know who the last MVP from Minnesota was? AP? Ah, I was going to say that. That sounds right. Was it Peterson? Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Yep. 2008, I think it was, or 2009, I think they said. Yeah, he got he got MVP, but he didn't get comeback player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. I don't know, but. So so does he? Yeah. Did he like go out and like get himself a belt for that, or is that? Oh, that's maybe not <laughs> not good to talk about. No, I think he got a switch. Oh that. yes, yeah, yeah, he switched it up. Yeah, he yeah. switched it up for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to say something. I'm sorry. My bad. He had to beat beat one of those nine kids or twelve kids that he has running around. <laughs> I was gonna say that's probably like on the short end too. Like, there's probably more out there that he's not. Super... I think he's competing with Nick Cannon. Yeah, for most children, them and uh, Philip Rivers. I believe he's got yeah, like twelve. Between the three of them, they can populate a country. <laughs> I think he's playing arena football. Who is? Really? Well, he'd have that I think he needs match. the money. Yeah, that boxing match. Yeah. We got yeah, all that. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's hurting for money. I think he's got too much alimony. <laughs> nah. Well, I mean, yeah, if you got that many kids, that's, that's a lot of money you need. And I mean. A lot of child support. <laughs> well, yeah, and you only get so much. Like, that money only goes so far when you're a running back. It's not a long career <laughs> mm-hmm. even when you're that good yeah so how are you want to get into this well i mean you haven't asked how i've been doing but that's fine <laughs> i started out with that and then you just went straight to me well yeah but then you didn't actually so, uh, wait so for how are answer. you doing roddy i'm What's doing with you? i'm doing great <laughs> i'm doing great <laughs> thanks <No>. for asking <laughs> All right, so you want to get into this, sir? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, uh, enough about you. So, anyways, uh, you ready to get into? It? <laughs> no, doing good. I uh, just got done uh, hosting for the first time at Dublin's uh, the pro show. That was a lot of fun. Did mm-hmm. that. Um, got a chance to do the show in Kettle River. That was fun too. Um, I think we maybe the we show did that it. you ran, right? Yeah, yep. That's the one that I produced. That was fun. Um, what else have I done? Haven't really played disc golf. That's kind of new, I guess. I haven't really done any of that. Been playing a lot league of league done. What was that? Is league done? Yeah, league. Well, they they continue to play, but I'm like I, we've been recording the last like four Tuesdays, so <laughs> I haven't been able to play at all. Um, obviously, it's a Tuesday night for us too. Too. So um, I haven't been able to play anything on Tuesdays at least for a little while, but. Uh, I've been playing a lot of video games, which is nice. Been doing. I just got a PlayStation Five. 
I pulled the trigger on yeah, that. Yeah, I pulled the trigger on that. I got a few games. I got um, actually, I it's technically it's a PlayStation Four game, but I got the Horizon um, Zero Dawn game. Have you guys played that? Mm-hmm. It's actually really yeah, fun. yeah, 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 dude. It's really fun. And it's with the girl, like right, right, yeah. the girl. Yep, and you shoot your bow and arrow, and you're learning how yeah. to kill all those. I'm playing that on PS4 right now. Yeah, that's what I have. I have it. Um, it's a PlayStation 4 game because of the uh, Horizon um, Forbidden West is the new one on PlayStation 5. But I was told that I need to play that one first because it actually is a continuation of the last game. So I'm like, well, I don't want to mm. be confused the whole game. So I'm going to buy that one, play it, and. So I've been playing that a little bit. I bought Gotham Knights, which is pretty fun, where you're like four different sidekicks trying to save Gotham because Batman is, well, he's he's not there to help him. So <laughs> you got to be the sweet. other, yeah. So you got to be the, the the other characters and help them. Um, I got some Nintendo Switch games. I just got the new Pokemon game, Scarlet. That was pretty fun. I I got a badge. <laughs> I'm pretty. Pretty proud of that. I haven't gotten a Pokemon badge in a while. Nerd. So. <laughs> nerd, 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 nerd. Yeah, you call me what you want, but it's fun. So, um, just right. Ketchum just won a world championship, I think, for the first time since Pokemon came out. Oh, really? Pretty big deal. Oh. What What was the record for? Uh, he won. He's now the greatest Pokemon trainer. Wow. Ever. He wanted to be the very best. Yeah, and he, he like finally. Like no one ever was. And he caught them all. And he finally did it. Wow. Who's this? Ash Ketchum. I feel like this should be bigger news. I feel like this should be on like the front page of CNN. Yeah. Vandy is lost. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. I'm not a gamer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> please stop, he says. Please. Please stop. This is what people feel like when we're talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> then, we, then, we, then we upped it, and we're like, let's talk about Pokemon for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. So. But... Now that no one's much listening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. That's all I got. All that stuff nice. and comedy and doing the podcast, which is nice. It's been a lot of fun. But how about you, Dustin? What have you been up to? Um, I don't know. I just had a show. Actually, a couple of shows this last weekend. So had the, the VYC benefit, and that went really well. Um, and then we had uh, the game show, the trivia show. Oh, with, yeah. With Chan, um, which was a ton of fun. Uh, I think he does a great job with it, but he, he just wasn't getting the, the crowd there, which kind of mm. kind of stunk because I think it's a really good concept and he makes it a lot of fun. But it just the turnout wasn't there. Right. Damn. Mm-hmm. We're trying to share everything you guys post. So Yeah, I appreciate that. I try to, but I'm not the greatest at it. I, I like it at least, and I, I say that I'm interested in it. <laughs> I like it. And yeah, that's that's yeah. something. That's yeah. something. Does that does that help the algorithm? <laughs> I think bit. it does actually. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It actually okay. does. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm helping a little at least. Right. Okay. A like a like goes a little ways. A share goes even farther. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I'll try sharing a little bit more often. Does that count as one of my 16 posts if I share? Oh no! Damn it. <laughs> That's that's our next challenge for December is we got to post 16 times, and he did it because of me because I don't post very much. So 16 times. You just got to do it once every other day? Yep. And I can start now. I, I've already posted three times. I could have been posting for a couple weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> 
the whole month of November, he did three posts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still got time. This, yes. <laughs> this, like, is, this is what I'm working with, Dustin. This is what I'm working with. Procrastination at its finest. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I like doing stuff. I'm just not a social media person. I just don't do it as often as I should. I, I know I should because of the podcasting. Part of the comedy. career. Yeah, it's part of the thing, but I just don't. Yeah, you're not on one of them InstaTalks or uh, mm. no, I mean, I don't TikGram? know. Nope, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying, though. I, I will promise to try hard <laughs> for comedy and for podcasts. <laughs> Please try harder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. oh sweet are you guys uh ready to get into this yeah get, yeah get some comedy in sweet okay so i got the first one dustin dustin what inspired you to get into stand-up comedy so like what originally or what inspired me the f- first time um both actually i want to see how you'd answer either of those okay well i've always loved comedy um, I had so much more, uh, so much respect for people to go up on stage and just talk and have a good time and make people laugh. I, I've always liked that, you know. I've always kind of been like the class clown, things like that. Uh, just enjoyed making people feel good. But I had really bad stage fright, mm. like bad, bad. You know, in school when we would have to give uh, speeches. I'd get that tunnel vision. My voice would kind of start to quiver as mm. I was talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, embarrassing there too, you know, because I still had to give the speeches and yeah. I sounded like I was about to die. And uh, I'd be sweating up there, which, I mean, it doesn't take a lot for me to sweat, but uh, when you're not moving at all and just talking, you know, people can typically tell something's up. Mm. Um, and so I never, never thought I could go and do stand-up i tried to write a set for uh uh a what is it called a talent show okay yep in school never ended up following through with it like Mm. i said stage fright but uh do you still have like the jokes that you wrote for that no i mean i remember it had something to do with one of the teachers being super fast and he'd be at the top of the stairs and you'd try and run out the bottom and he'd meet you at the bottom i don't remember it was it was all pretty dumb stuff but okay. um yeah basically i uh never did and then uh the older i got the less i started caring about what anybody had to think about me being on stage um got a push from a buddy of mine to at least just go to the open mics and and watch them and uh finally got up the courage to go up on stage Dude, I'm glad you did because you've got some killer stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, that first time was, I mean, I, I think I hear it a lot from people with their first time, but that first time, blackout. Uh, straight up, I got up on stage, grabbed the mic. I had this stupid joke because it, it was Dublin, so they have that uh, brick background. And I still remember, the last thing I remember going is, this isn't even real brick. And then... <laughs> 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 and then yeah, afterwards nice. like people were clapping i was like oh i'm done okay and then i uh went and sat down and i don't know i did all right for the first time i think so 
Do you have a recording of that? Yeah. Okay, nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's cool, like, especially like your first time. Um, I don't have a recording of my very first time, um, but it would be interesting to see. Like, I think I got a couple of them. I well, I have. Oh so, no, no. Oh, up at Dublin's, I got, I got your first time out. Oh yeah, no, I got, I got like those first times, but I don't have my absolute first time, which would be embarrassing. <laughs> It'd be fun just to watch, but I wouldn't post it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, that's cool though. Like, and how how do you feel like um, looking back at those ones? How do you feel? You can definitely see the progress okay. that that I've made. You know, I mean, uh, getting up there, the jokes were were dumb. But you know, I I still I I want to use at least one of those some point once I can kind of get it into a little bit better of a set. But um, yeah, they were kind of dumb. Just go back to your that material and work on that and get that stage ready is what you're saying, R- right? Yeah. Just cause, like one of the lines was, you know, um, I, I'm not or what what it was. I'm I'm a frugal guy. My wife says cheap. I say frugal. I think it sounds fancy. I just <laughs> like that because yeah, it's true too. Because I am super cheap or frugal because it's fancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're like going to it a, sounds better. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds it just it. It rolls off the tongue. You're going to a fancy restaurant, but you're getting a side of mac and cheese. Right. <laughs> what do you have a la carte here? Sir, do you want the salad? No, I just want the croutons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just three pieces of iceberg lettuce, yeah. actually. <laughs> I brought my own Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a kind of, I don't even need a plate. Yeah. You know, just put it in my hand. <laughs> Just let me sit at the Take table, water. please. No ice if that's cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper than no ice. No ice. <laughs> Sir, you have to order to sit at the table. Just let me sit at the table. <laughs> Can I just sit really close to another table and just give me an extra fork? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what style of comedy do you perform on stage? And do you like the style that you do? And if not, what style would you like to do? So I don't, I don't really know if I have a style. I guess I would say it was, it'd be more of like a storytelling, but I don't, I don't really know if I have anything set in stone. I like storytelling though. I've always liked that. Just in watching comedy, listening to comedy, um, I would like to be a storytelling uh, comedian. I just, I think it's fun, and I also just think you get to share with people normal, everyday events in life that you think is funny, and then explain why it's funny to you. Yeah. And like, that's where the funniness Well, your view from. on it. Yeah, your view. You know, why why is this particular event funny, and, you know, how do you view it? Because, I mean, life can be just funny in general. So, yeah, so you're just like your material comes to you, but then you can just add the punches, add the, the tags, and then it's just uh, and then and then exaggerate, exaggerate, yeah, exaggerate, yep. exaggerate. So you take something that was mildly funny, you exaggerate the hell out of it and make a good joke. Yeah. Yeah, punch it out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's something I'm, I like it. That's something I would love to do, but I'm not good at it right now. Like I, I can't connect any of my things. I just, just go one from go from one joke to the next, and it works for me. But I mean, I'd like to be able to go go at it for a while and just do that stuff. So well, right. And the, the thing is, is too with just comedy and in, in general, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it. But uh, you're just trying to. You find the jokes you write funny. Otherwise, you wouldn't write them. Mm -hmm. So you're just trying to explain what you've written, why it's funny to other people so that they can understand it. That's why one joke might hit somewhere and the next time it bombs. Yep. That's happened multiple times. What's funny is when that joke hits half the room and doesn't hit the other half. Right, and that, but then you can just play off that as well. Uh, yeah. Comics do it all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, this this half got it, this half didn't. Uh, you know, whatever the joke may be. Oh, they must be uh, liberal. You know, they didn't like that joke, or they must yeah. be conservative. They didn't like that joke. However, you wanna yeah uh, divide it. But I, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I like how there there was a comedian that was talking about um, laughs and how like there's certain people in the audience, like obviously we have a couple in our scene even where, you know, they have a distinct laugh. Mm -hmm. And so like the comedian, sometimes (laughs) they they don't like to make fun of the, the the person's laugh because who wants to make like, who wants to say, Hey, you know, the, that noise that you make when you're, (laughs) when you're having like a really good time. Yeah. You sound stupid. Like (laughs) it's TJ Miller is who I'm talking about, but he said that he doesn't like to make fun of people's laugh. But he does like it. It is interesting when you have a unique laugh in the audience because then he can focus on you. And then all of a sudden, like, if they don't laugh, you're like, oh, well, distinct laugh doesn't like that joke. (laughs) 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 So it's it's a hit or like it's a good and a bad thing at the same time. Just so at least then you have like somebody that you can focus on. Um, sometimes I like to do that. Sometimes I don't like, sometimes I like to focus on Gavin or sometimes I like to focus on Sydney or like focus to get them to laugh. Um, because then if you get them to laugh, then it's usually easier to get the, the crowd rolling a little easier, or at least in my experience it has been. Yeah. Um, yeah, for so sure. I, I think it's an interesting little thing to, to work on if that's what you want to try to do. I used to write my jokes on how many Sydney donkey laughs I get. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got three donkeys. That was pretty... <laughs> Dude, the first time she laughed on this podcast, I was like, <laughs> what was that? I didn't, what was that? <laughs> I didn't tell him at all, and so it was, it was a good surprise. <laughs> Oh, dude, it made my night. It made my year, to be honest. I was like, that was freaking awesome. Yeah, Gavin's is great, there, too. It, Gavin's is great, too. Yep. Yeah, Gavin has a good one, too. I've heard his a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But Sydney's is out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that threw me. I was like, I thought you were dying or something. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wanted to stop the podcast and be like, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'll st- stop the podcast. You got to check on her. That's funny. Uh, All right, Dustin, who are some of your biggest influences in comedy? And who is your favorite comedian right now? Um, So that's that's tough for me. What I've realized with getting into the comedy scene is I'm kind of a comedy newbie when it comes okay. to um, – comedians that aren't nationally touring comedians mm. if you know what i mean yeah i don't know a lot of the lesser known people but uh i really 
there's not a whole lot of comedians that I can't find something I enjoy with. Oh, okay. You know, like I just I I like comedy in general, and then how they view things. Like I said, just how they view things, their ideas, how they view the world, and how they do uh, come up with their jokes. I, I I like. I just enjoy hearing that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So like right now, I couldn't even. A lot of the ones I've always enjoyed are either dead or uh like big name people yeah dave chappelle was one i i liked a lot growing up um ralphie may ralphie yep was a was another one that i definitely enjoyed mitch hebberg you know um a lot of these names that aren't super surprising but you know i've always enjoyed them Mm -hmm. i guess for influence and whatnot I always had a lot of respect for how Ralphie May uh, did his jokes. And he was such a, he had so many punches and he'd get people just going nonstop, just bam, 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 bam. Um, So I always really liked that. Dave Chappelle I liked, but I think his is unique to him, his comedy. Like I, I just, it's hard to be influenced by that when I can't do most of the stuff that, he does you know well, i just he, don't have those experiences well plus he's also been a comedian since he's a teenager mm-hmm. and he's so he's been doing it for at, as long as you can do it basically right, right. yeah which so. is which is so much experience and that's a, a lot of the game the name of this game is experience like the more experience you have like you're probably able to handle a lot more um whether that be like um experience in the fact that like you've done it for many years or just the fact that like like i don't, I don't know um even young comedians but if they're doing stage like i always look at sydney she's doing like as many shows as she can in a week mm-hmm. like she is already like strides ahead of some people because of just the sheer amount of time she's done it like that experience is huge mm-hmm. and so like i think that experience not only within years but just being on stage itself mm-hmm. yeah it's uh Getting up there a lot definitely helps. Sydney's done a great job for herself in this in this field just by working at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's inspiring too. Yeah, seeing that. Yeah, and that, like it's just cool. And then I I also like get inspired by like I see you're 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 always doing shows, which is amazing to me. Like that's something that I I want to try to strive to do too. Um, just getting out there and doing different shows, uh, going throughout Minnesota, like not just staying like up in this area, kind of like, like I have been doing. Um, so that's also inspiring too. Like I want to be able to get out there and, and do some more shows, but. Well, like I said, a lot of that is I've been spoiled up here. We got a lot of people that are trying to, uh, do shows. They're trying to produce their own. Yeah. Um, they come to me, they ask me, you know, and that was one thing I heard when first starting, um, a buddy of mine, Dan Henningkamp said, uh, don't turn down anything, do whatever you can. If you get an offer to do a show, do the show. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I've been looking at it so far. Good advice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I ever get asked, like I've gotten asked like all obviously multiple times, like with like the roast battles and I just got asked actually today about a show. Um, yeah. And so like, 
it's it's fun like just that excitement and then the the unknown for a little bit and then once you get to realize what the show is actually about and like what you're going to be doing and how you're going to contribute to it and everything mm-hmm. it's just so so fun watching the the show go from like just the idea to all of a sudden oh we're here like it's it's showtime like it's I'm about, yeah i'm going on stage <laughs> right yeah it's super exciting yeah yeah especially with like doing shows that you're not typically like used to so like that roast battle that first one getting ready for that was so fun because like i got out of my comfort zone so hard mm-hmm. and it ended up like obviously like we did pretty good we made it to the, the final yeah, i think together. we did all right yeah uh, i think so. uh what, what were we, first and second yeah first and second so i mean we did okay so um controversial first and second <laughs> <laughs> you may have paid off it was a good battle you may have paid off some of the judges no you came much more prepared than me and that's it was obvious and that's why you won so it was a good battle though yeah i'll yeah. get you this time though. i'll do it I, I, I've, <laughs> I've been right i got my jokes written now i'm just fine-tuning everything so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just getting the getting down because there's probably some jokes that i i have written that i'm like i'm not a hundred percent on so i'm like ah i'll probably get rid of that one and find a new one but mm. i at least have something written for, for everybody right now no you're yeah. ahead of me see that's why i said okay. you're just prepared i got a few written and then i need to just sit down and and crunch on there yeah speaking of well not anything to do with that but the original question um flight of the concords do they do they not do any more shows i I guess so i always really liked them as well yeah flight of the concords so um i love flight of the concords um so they are still doing things um they actually just recently had an album come out a couple years ago um and it was just a a random show it wasn't like their um tv show or anything Mm. um but they did have material come out and they're like they're still traveling around like um i actually follow uh brett and jermaine on um social media i don't remember which one yeah you're not very good with the social <laughs> i don't media. remember which social media but i think I it was the, the face talk gram yes i think is where i yep. follow it, them it's the one that has pictures and videos <laughs> <laughs> does that help yeah you um, porn yes yeah, that's yes yeah. yeah they're usually naked um <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny. It's funny. Uh, um, no, they they do have like all their posting and stuff, and like they're still traveling. Like I, I think they might be traveling separate right now. Mm. So I don't think they're flight to the Concords, but they're still doing like comedy. comedy. Yeah. What is that like? Bus of the Concord? Yeah. Yep. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, part of the new one. It's it's. Uh, part of it is because they said that they're the the biggest band in New Zealand uh, in in terms of number of people in their band <laughs> because because all the all the bands in New Zealand only have one person. <laughs> oh, it's it's hilarious. They're, they're, they got a whole bit. You gotta. I'm I gonna reckon. To, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to look up. And... Yeah, just uh, on Spotify, just put "Flight of the Concords." It's their newest album. It's hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. have to do that. But yeah, I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are like the comedians that are influencing you now, still. Like, because I I'm the same way. I I'll still listen to Mitch Hedberg today, like, mm-hmm. and I still get inspired by it. Well, and to be honest, like inspiration right now it's a lot of the the comics i get to see every day you know you as well as everybody else 
with you know hybrids comedy and whatnot. Yeah. Um, just seeing people grow in the different things that they do and the different things that they try and the confidence that they put up there. So I try and work in some you know confidence, uh, trying to spin thing in different lights or things in different lights. You know, like we see all the time, and um, so yeah, I'm inspired all the time. Yeah, that that is very true. Like, it is very inspiring to be in this community and having this many comedians that have this much talent, that have this much like dedication, is crazy. It's right. it's really cool. Like, just the amount of people producing shows, the amount of people like producing really good content, like just comedy, like in general, is I don't think there's a lot of scenes like the Duluth scene out there, mm-hmm. which is, like you said, we're spoiled. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, you guys got a great scene up there. Kind of yeah. jealous. Well, I mean, you're going to be a part of it soon, hopefully. We're getting there. Getting there. All right. Um, when was the first time you ever, I know we kind of covered this a little bit already before, but when was the first time you ever went on stage? What was it like? And do you remember where you started at? Yeah, so that would have been Dublin's, and that was February of this year. So, uh, oh wow, you've been you're that new. Yeah, like I said, n- newbie. Um, we actually talked about I think uh, me, Sydney, and Sam Bondis all started at the same time, uh, like in the within the same two weeks. Um, oh, so we joke around, call each other three amigos, things like that, because we all just started at the the same time so it's exciting for me too to see them progress as well and continue to book shows that do well and things like that and it gives me a what's the word i'm looking for it gives me something i guess to compete with oh know? yeah yeah uh, to to measure myself up to mm-hmm. um and you know try to make myself better at the same time yeah it's like a, a friendly competition type thing absolutely yeah. And then, uh, as for my first time, I know we, we talked about it a little bit, um, got the standard three minutes. Um, I, I've heard people say they, they invited no one to their first open mic. They didn't want anybody up there. I invited everybody. I <laughs> Cause it was either, I was going to just bomb or I was going <laughs> to either going to bomb or kill them. Exactly. It was one or the other. And it, it, it was going to be a deciding factor. So I, uh, I had a lot of people in that room. Uh, for my first time. So that probably helped. If it wouldn't have been anybody there, I could have very well bombed super hard. Because hmm. like I said, the, the jokes weren't um, great by any means. That is interesting, though, because like for me, I always thought the opposite. Um, I didn't want anybody coming to my early shows because I didn't want to like, cause they obviously know me outside of comedy and everybody at comedy would have just known me from comedy at the time. So like, if I would have bombed, I feel like I would have like, I would have loved it with, if nobody was there, obviously it would have been great if people were there and I did well, mm. but I was so afraid I was bomb- going to bomb. And because like, I had listened to comedy like podcasts and all that stuff and knowing like you're going to bomb like right away. So I didn't really invite anybody, which is that's really cool. Like that shows confidence that you invited that many people to, to that show. It wasn't like I said, it wasn't confidence. It oh, was really? just plain. I had talked about it for years about doing stand up and never had the courage to do it. So when I finally did, I I had to let, you know, 
anybody that had ever told me to do it that I was going to try it. So they they had their opportunity to come up and and watch. I mean, I I went there for like three weeks in a row before going up just to watch. Okay. And that was it, just watching. And again, like I said, that's why I have so much respect for any person that goes up on stage because of how I say that all the time about comedy and like karaoke. And if I hear anybody in the crowd ripping on them, like, Hey man, that guy has the balls to get up there. I don't see you going up there. Right. Right. It's, uh, it's not easy. And, uh, no. So seeing that and seeing comics go up there and, and bomb and just be like, you know, whatever, I don't care. I'll be back next week to do the same thing. And maybe next week I'll hit, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, that really did help me to see that, oh, you didn't just burst into flames and explode and <laughs> into a, a fiery <laughs> mass of guts and bile. Yeah, that's like one in a hundred. That, that, that yeah, it does, it does happen. Yeah. Just not often. Yeah. Yeah, so got lucky my first time. Wasn't... That's good. <laughs> I've said it on here time and time again, I, especially if you're a good comedian and I know you're a good comedian. I'd rather see your bomb set than your really good set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard you uh, say that a couple of times as well. You learn a lot from that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you learn so much honest, more. The conversation's way better afterwards off of the bomb set, off the bomb. Yeah. Because I've said it on here, and I'll say it. Like, at one point, you thought that material was funny. But maybe that material isn't throw in the garbage maybe it just needs to be worked out more mm-hmm. well there is definitely you know because because at, at one point in your mind that was funny otherwise you wouldn't you would have brought it to stage right well yep. i definitely have jokes that i think are funny and they are not funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but i think they are yeah so i'll tell myself the joke and laugh and giggle to myself and then i'll have tried it on stage and yeah. it's like get out now <laughs> right now dude i've i've done that nice. too and like there's also times where like i've said a joke but you forget the connector piece or you forget the like the part right before the punchline or you forget the punchline itself like i've done that a couple times and you're just sitting there and you're like well next joke <laughs> just like just move on because like at that point you're just like well that just call that a loss and I don't know that that's like what helped me at the very beginning because I did one liners. So if I had something like that, I would literally just even stop in the middle of a sentence and just go to the next thing. Cause I'd like, it's like, well, that 10 seconds is done. <laughs> like just <laughs> going to the next one. <laughs> Ooh, all right. We're just going to scrape that one under right. the rug. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. It's tough sometimes when, when you're doing that, the, the, the very first sets and, they don't go well. All right. I, I just watched one. Cause, and again, uh, another spoil, spoiled uh, thing that we have up here. Danny records yep. as many sets uh, from the open mic as she can. And I was watching one with another joke I had about being a drug dealer in the past. And just watch it again. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. But I got a really good laugh at the end. But uh, yeah, just rewatching it again, it, it's I'm embarrassed for myself. Oh, was it like was that getting that one laugh? Is it worth bringing back that joke but tweaking the beginning? Oh, 100. Okay. I'm going to at some point. Yeah, 
because uh, that's the thing too with like I said I like to do kind of stories and when you're telling a story you have to explain a certain side of it so I came across in the story as an idiot and that's not what I was trying to come across mm. as and there's another one that uh, uh, a story that I have that's a long one and I don't know when that one will be ready but uh I tried telling it once. That was probably my biggest bomb was I tried telling it once at uh, Caddyshack. And I just came across as this guy who thought he was hot shit. And that wasn't at all how the story is. And it just, mm. it was bad. So. Well, I mean, that's like getting a new bit, like for doing stories. Like, I feel like you almost have to have one of those just to, so you can get the story down um, if that's how you write, like if, if that's how you write, like is on stage, um, that's gotta be a huge part of it for a lot of comedians, I would imagine, mm. because like you need to get the story out and then you tweak it from there. And so like, it only gets better and better each time. Um, at least that's how I envision it. Like that when I'm thinking about like getting into that, that's what I'm envisioning. Um, and obviously I'm going to be throwing in my one liners in there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I think is the toughest part for me is just the fact that I know if I'm going to do a story like that, I'm not used to that writing style. So mm. I, I'm probably going to have some bomb sets. like, And I just got to get past it, you know? Mm. Just got to do it. Well, if if I want to do it. I mean, I can also just stick with one-liners. I could just be that guy too. Sure. It, just the, the main part is have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the whole point. You want to have fun people that come out and watch they want to have fun watching you have fun it's just have a good time with it if you you bomb you bomb whatever again i know now it's only one in a hundred that you blow up (laughs) (laughs) i like that you actually remembered the one in a hundred that is a good statistic so Mm -hmm. those of you just getting into comedy it's one in a hundred yeah and i mean it 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 ends very badly on that one (laughs) But the 99, you're fine. Yeah, 99, you're fine. Yeah. That one, though, you're, yeah. you're not coming back. Yeah, but you you always remember the one. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, you, you probably won't remember the one if, if well, you're yeah. blowing up if in you're a exploding. fiery explosion. Yeah, you it's... probably won't remember. Your family will. <laughs> they'll, only... <laughs> they'll remember that day for a while. It's the only time you don't want to be part of the 1%. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one, but I was drinking water. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I like that. I want to be part of the 1%. But not if it's that 1%. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Okay. Um, how long were you or have you been an open micer? I know we uh, already talked about that a little bit. So um, I know. So in, in past ones, we've actually brought the, the question up. Do you think you're always going to be a one-liner or a one-liner? An open micer, mm-hmm. because like, yeah. How how do you feel about open mics? So like, do you feel like it's always a thing? So, I've thought about this actually a lot lately, um, just in general, because we do have some other open mics in town, uh, but it is hard time wise to get all to all of them for me. So you know, I, I might go to another one every once in a while. Otherwise, it's mainly Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think it's important to get on stage a lot just to get that that comfort and uh, feeling good about being on stage and things like that. But ultimately, if you're not working on something, 
then going on stage really isn't doing anything. Yeah. You know, if you're not working on a new joke, if you're not working on uh, changing up one of your jokes, if you're not working on, um, you know, trying to hit your punchlines to the center, center of the room rather than the left or the right, you know, yeah. uh, making sure that you're trying to do your act outs, whatever it is, you should be trying to work on something. And if you're not, then it's not, there's, you could go to a mic three times a day, every single day. And if you're just doing the same stuff over and over again, it's not going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the the saying where people say that practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, or, where some people believe practice makes permanent. So like you, you might be practicing it more than anybody, but you're not practicing it in the right way. So like, yeah, sure. You have your material down like that. It, it, it It's perfect. Like the way that you have it, but you're, not making it any better it's just you're just making sure that it's that every single time mm-hmm. you know it's not helping right in in some cases they could be helping like if if that's really good material and that's going to be in your special that might be helpful but like if it's not something that you plan on doing for longevity then it might not be helpful right well and even just if you look at your first like we talked about today if you look at your first open mic and then compared to the last time you went up the difference that you can see, it's because we just keep growing. We keep learning new uh, tricks, new ways uh, to look at comedy and things like that. So uh, that's the whole point of going up there is, again, to learn new things, try out new things, um, and just try and, and, and be better at your craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a so how long, have you been, how long have you been doing open mic before you did your first show? Uh... Let's see here. My first show was just a guest spot with Off the Rails Entertainment. That's Dan Henningkamp's. I want to say it was only a couple months, maybe. Wow. Oh, wow. And how, nice. how, how much time did you get that first show? Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. So it was similar to the the open mic at that point. Because I, I know you said you started with three minutes. At that point, had you been like, had you done five minutes on stage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had my set, like my first set that jokes started working. It's just a fat guy set, you know, making fun of my size, things like that. And, and situations that I was in uh, when I was younger, um, which is still a great set. I still use that one. But uh, I, I basically I got that one down and I had practiced it so much at Dublin's that I actually had the Thursday before the show, I had people like uh, audience members were saying my punchline before I said them. And it was so hard because it just throws you off, you know? Um, but yeah, cause I had literally done it like every single week for a couple of weeks trying to just, get it better but. well especially because you were so like in like new into the scene and then you wanted to get your five minutes because like all of a sudden that pressure was on you to like have that set ready mm-hmm. um it might not have been like an external like hey you need to make sure you do well here but like it's internally like you want to do good like you want to like, especially your first show like you wanted to at least go decent right so you get invited back and obviously you got invited back so mm-hmm. must have went well yeah yeah it uh it went good it was funny because uh, I had a couple of people that came out to it and they're like, oh, yeah, we're ready to see you. My, my brother-in-law uh, was one of the people. 
And they're like, oh, when are you on? When are you on? And I said, I'm going to be on after this guy. And they said, okay. So they went to go grab a beer. Well, a guest spot's only five minutes. So I went up, did my mm-hmm. jokes, came back, and they were coming back with their beers. Uh, they're like, you're already done? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. That's so bad. That sucks. Uh, it, it's what, not what's, a, been your longest, what's been your longest set that you've done? Uh, 15. 15 minutes. Wow, nice. Yeah, so we we did that one in uh, Kettle River. Yep. Um, and, and it might be a little under 15, but that's it's right around that mark. And then uh, I did that same set at uh, on Saturday for the hmm. the VYC benefit. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a long time. 15 mm-hmm. minutes is it gets gets to be long after like. Especially like only doing five minutes at a time for as long as we've been doing it for for now. Because I started shortly after you, at least at Dublin's regularly, mm-hmm. and so like I got so used to doing five minutes, and then all of a sudden I was on stage for three times that, and you're like sitting there, and you're, it still was going well. Like I was getting laughs and everything, but you're sitting here, you're like, I hope they're not getting bored because I'm still enjoying myself, so I think it's still going well for everybody. Like, see, even though I've been on stage quite a bit now. I still run into those kind of stage fright moments. So one of them is I have no perception of time. Oh, okay. So my 15 minutes still feels like I just did five minutes. And now I'm almost – now I'm worried, did I not do enough time? Like, oh, crap, mm-hmm. am I at like eight yeah. minutes? But I've had – I've looked over my sets and, and multiple times like, okay, this one is for sure – or this joke is three minutes for sure. I know this joke is four minutes. I know this joke is also four minutes. And then this joke over here is like four minutes. So I know I have enough time, but it still feels like, oh, crap. Should I just like, should I say another joke or, you know, what, what, what should I do? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's me and Roddy have actually, me and Roddy have actually gotten together and we've practiced and we've timed each other on jokes to see how long each joke is and, stuff like that yeah and I, i'm getting to the point where like I, I i'll tell different jokes every single time but i'm getting d- down to it where i can um i still have to kind of plan it a little bit but because most of my jokes um on average are about between 10 to 12 seconds um obviously some are longer some are shorter but i usually get about 22 jokes in five minutes and so, like, if I just go based off of the number of jokes, I know about how long I've been on stage without having a timer. So I'll just literally, like, just go down my list because I always have my list up there with me. And I know where I'm at in time because I'll get to a certain point every single time on that paper where I get the light. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Yep, I knew that light was coming because I'm right here. Like, mm. so I'm getting to that point where, like, and it's getting more consistent. But uh, obviously, there are times where, like, sometimes you will get the longer joke up, up front, so then it's a little off. But um, it's it's interesting how that has happened, though, like where now all of a sudden you're better at time without really trying. Like I wasn't really focused on the time. I was just trying to make sure I got my time. Like, I didn't want to like short myself, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to go long. And so like that's what I was focused on now. Now I don't even really focus on it. I, just, I, get, I know I have the light. Oh, I got four jokes left. Okay, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah, I usually just go up with a concept, what I'm going to do, and then when I'm done with it, I'll probably just be 
done, even if I don't get the light. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I'll throw in like, if I haven't got the light yet, I'll throw in those just kind of random side jokes that, you know, see how well they do. Is this something I should try and look further into? Um, or sometimes I just want to tell a stupid joke that I find funny and I know <laughs> nobody else will. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the, those jokes are like sometimes the the ones that hit the hardest though mm-hmm. like when you're not expecting it you're just like oh let's see if it works and all of a sudden you're like oh you guys like that way more than i thought <laughs> or vice versa sometimes they, you get the opposite but like it, it's so fun like doing the jokes where you're just like oh, i said toss away and all of a sudden it goes well and you're like oh right i'm gonna do this one again like there's only certain certain times you can use certain jokes to like what was it for uh, breast cancer awareness month i said hey it's breast cancer awareness month just doing my part <laughs> just letting everybody be aware and uh, you just got to sit there and yep. say nothing and so they they get the awareness <laughs> yeah and uh yep. <laughs> i like it i like it too i like it yeah it's a specific uh one month out of the year yeah. that you can use it though yeah, you can't use that one in February. Right. No, it, it won't work then. Uh, all right. How many times should you be going on stage every week? And do you think it matters how many times you go up? I think it only matters if you're going for a reason. So when you're first starting and you're still nervous about going on stage, go as much as you can just to get comfortable getting up there. Um Otherwise, I think it, it all depends on what you're doing. You know, uh, Sydney's a good example. Um, Sam Bondis, he, they, both of those two uh, try to do as much as they can, and that's why they're growing mm-hmm. quick. They're going, they keep getting better and better and better and better. Um, but if you're not working on anything, you know, it's, it's just going up to have fun, I mm-hmm. guess, which is fine, too. That's important. Um but ultimately, I think you should be focused on how you can get better. So if you need more mics, if you think that's going to help, I think it's it's good. If you only need, you know, one mic, yep. that's fine too, you know. You might not grow as quick or get as, as get better as quick as other people, but um, I think everybody has their own pace. Yeah. In general. Do you think there is such thing? Um, I'm just kind of adding on top. Is there, do you think there's such thing as like uh burnout? Like if you did too many times a week? Oh, a hundred percent. I think you can get burned out. I mean, just in a, this weekend is a, is a good example. You know, I had that show and then it was the, the trivia show. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt burned out. I don't know if you guys ever get like that where you just don't feel funny. Oh, I've had that for sure. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like one of those. And so I kind of just sat back and laughed and enjoyed myself during the show because, you know, um, what was it? Pete, Pete Hennegraff was yeah. hilarious up there. Chad was super funny. Danielle was super funny. Um, Sam, I think, got drunk. But <laughs> <laughs> that, he I think was, everybody's he, had that feeling. Yeah. I, I remember <clears throat> Richard Pryor one time he had a sold out show. And he went up there and he started talking and he literally goes, I'm just not funny today. I don't have it. 
and he literally gave everybody their money back and said, come back tomorrow. Came back the next day and killed. That's awesome. Murdered. But he said, I just wasn't funny that day. It, I think it's in that uh, documentary, Roddy, that I told you about. Yeah. Yep. Definitely goes, I, just, I just wasn't funny that day. Who's I just didn't feel it. Who's this Richard Pryor fella? <laughs> the goat. The goat. He sounds like he could be funny. Yeah, he, the name itself sounds funny. <laughs> Dick Pryor. Pryor right. just doesn't want to admit that he's the goat. He's definitely the goat. I just had to give him some, some shit. And it's nice to hear that Netflix, stuff, too. Netflix put out one of his specials. Really? Mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, Richard Pryor live or something like we just watched it at lunch. Well, it's good that they got his name right on there. So that's yeah, that's good. Who's this Netflix fella? (laughs) Is that another one of them uh, social media sites for? (laughs) I haven't been posting on Netflix. Should I have been posting on Netflix? Yes, yeah, yes. If you can, if you definitely, you definitely can. Right? <laughs> if you get the podcast on Netflix. Definitely post on Netflix. Justin got up. Yes, yes. Please do it. <laughs> please post on Netflix. I'm I'm calling Netflix tomorrow, seeing what I can post. <laughs> None of my posts are showing up on here at all. <laughs> I think something's wrong with yeah. your site. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Your platform is not going very great for me right now. This is definitely not as good as a talk book and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> People think I'm so stupid now. <laughs> uh, I think they're—I don't think they think you're stupid. I think they're just starting to understand you. Oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. That's why he is the way he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I—I I do have a, a small joke about <laughs> it, but I mean, I literally what this is a true story. But I was like my umbilical cord was detached before I like was born and so I was without oxygen for three minutes. So I'm blaming that. Like uh, Or maybe you were just so ready you were just like, let's things. fucking go <laughs> rip that up. I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm just ready to <laughs> let's go, man. Let's I'm right. I don't need this shit. Let's go. And you dove out head first too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See? Adrenaline junkie. <laughs> I and I actually I was I took a helicopter ride to the cities. <laughs> I was oh, an, wow, yeah. I was an adrenaline junkie. Baby. Yeah, you didn't even realize I it. Know. No wonder why you love We don't need to land. <laughs> I'll jump from here. I'll jump from here. I'm telling the pilot, get out of the way. I got this. We got this. Yeah. Do you have a parachute for a baby? A Is it my turn yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, Dustin, is stand-up comedy what you thought it was going to be? No. No. What, what What if that was just my answer? Yeah. No. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> next question, please. Next, like next one. <laughs> um, no, not at all. And I think other people who haven't done stand-up comedy probably think very similar. I used to think it was... You go up, you're just a funny person, and you talk, and you're just funny. And then once you start realizing more of the work and the effort and the dedication and the countless hours you can spend on a a topic like whitewater rafting, you know, it's ridiculous. And it's a lot more than, than I 
ever realize. And so now, like before, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was one of those people. Um, oh, hey, I got tons of funny stories. You know, I, I've always wanted to do comedy. I got tons of funny stories. I think they'd be so good. And then you realize now, after you've done it for a while, it's not that easy. You know, you can have a very funny story, but you got to figure out how to translate that to stand-up comedy. It's, yeah. a, it, it's not it's not a word-for-word word translation. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like I asked you, when I asked you, the longest time you've done on stage is 15 minutes. A lot of people are like, that's it? 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. 15 minutes is a long time, all right? Try timing yourself one time and telling a story and trying stretching that out to 15 minutes. You can't do it. It's tough. Right, and keep in mind that that story needs to be funny every yeah. few seconds. Yeah. You know, there needs to be, or, well, you need to be every engaging, so often. Or you're going to lose your audience, and all of a sudden, okay, well, now you have to get them back in that same story, but since you lost them, how are you going to get them back? You know? mm-hmm. Right, that's like that. <laughs> I did a show with uh, uh, Patrick, Danny, and Bob, Gavin up at the lumber mill lumber I don't know in Virginia uh, I I saw Timber it on, Lodge lumber yep. mill lodge anyways um, and there was a guy who was kind of heckling and he ended up talking to Patrick and he was like oh let me get some time you know I have all these funny stories uh, in Afghanistan I, I, I pooped my pants 14 times in one day like it's so funny I'm so funny give me 20 minutes I can do 20 minutes and and uh, Patrick's like well you know what else do you have besides that story he's like no you don't get it the story's so funny I pooped my pants 14 times one day it's hilarious and he just consistently harassed wow. Patrick trying to get time up there so well especially if you're saying the same one line in your like description of your 20 minutes no i don't think you understand <laughs> yeah justin he had he pooped he, his pants how many four, times though 14 to 20 times i don't it it kept I, going up you didn't say it up to 20 uh, sorry times. that was see i didn't know the whole story right off okay. right off hand that makes a difference we, we, he should have gotten on stage. he, he should have i i think we should have just shut the whole show down <laughs> and just put him up there you guys yeah should have just like forfeited your time to this guy Mm-hmm. Like he deserved the time. It's clearly. obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's clear. Dang. <laughs> um, was that place? Was I, I, it? Was it? Should, was that place in Virginia? Was that uh, the Outback Steakhouse? Is that? No, no. I I thought it was close. You were you were not. I close. wish you guys would have gave him ten minutes. <laughs> we'll give you 10 minutes but you gotta be up there for 10 minutes we're right. not gonna let you you can't off get off the stage <laughs> we have bouncers over there pushing yeah get back up there mm-hmm. you're gonna sit in this you're gonna humiliate humiliate yourself <laughs> then just look at him and be like you wanted this yeah and to be honest you wanted double this so <laughs> right. I can't imagine not ever being on stage having a story and having like the audacity to go up to a comedian saying hey i know you're not doing 20 minutes but i could easily do 20 minutes right right (laughs) like no like i can't imagine doing that to anybody like if i was a really good singer and i went to a music show be like hey can you give me 20 minutes you know, before you're like you're doing your show, can I do twenty minutes just just randomly at your show? <laughs> right. Keep in mind, I, think I, I could w- do that song better. I definitely think I could do that yeah. song better. Yeah. I've been in choir <laughs> uh, for seventh and eighth grade, yeah. so like, kind of a big deal. Yeah, and I I dabbled like in fifth, 
So, like, it's all basically been three years. <laughs> That's a long time, okay? <laughs> I sing in the shower almost daily. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Tom Segura. I was just listening to his special today. And uh, he's like, I have people come up to me all the time and tell me that they're fluent in Spanish. He's like, I took, no, seriously, I can speak Spanish. I took four years in high school. Yeah, I played football for four years in high school, too. I don't hear a call from the Buccos anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's something you got to grow up and and, and, and engage in in your entire life if you're going to be, like, at his level. Mm. He's been doing that his whole life. All right. um, How long have you been writing? How do you write? For example, do you write on stage or off stage? And if off stage, what does your writing process look like? Do you have like a notebook, notepad? Do you use your phone? Uh, I do a little bit of both. We'll start with when I first started writing, maybe like 19 or 20. But it's not, it wasn't writing out a joke. It was just premises, you know, things I found funny. Like that white water rafting thing. That's something I, I wrote when I was like 20 years old and all it is is white water rafting you literally pay somebody to put your life in danger and then help you survive now i haven't figured out how to make that funny or into a joke or anything but that's just one of the things that i written down the dung beetle bit actually um which is a joke now yeah uh i wrote that probably somewhere back then and it was just after i saw a documentary about (laughs) dung beetles (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh, look at that. You know, big giant pile. Of, men are kind of piles of crap, too, aren't we? And then I was like, oh, oh maybe it's yeah. kind of funny. I'll write something about that. Um, but as of now, I guess I do a little writing on stage and then a little off. The off stage stuff, um, I hate. I hate writing. It, it, it's hard to force funny and so when i sit there and i'm like okay i need to at least sit down and write for an hour and then i just stare at the screen i i I do everything on google docs just so i can have it transfer i don't lose any of the the paper or anything like that um but i'll just sit there and stare at it and i just cannot think of anything and then i get distracted and next thing i know i'm watching youtube videos of something stupid or something along those lines so uh it's difficult but i think it's important uh the onstage stuff is great when it works it's not so much when it doesn't (laughs) um sometimes i've gone up there with a uh, like a premise and a couple of punchlines, and then i just kind of try and tell a story and make it into a story and then see where it goes Mm mm-hmm so do you like try that? I guess um, I'm trying to find the words. Um, do you try that like writing on stage, but doing it off stage? Like, do, have you ever like just sat there with a premise and like kind of what you were going to do and like pretended you're on stage and then like did what you would do if you were on stage to try to see if there's something you can expand on? Like while you're sitting there, maybe you're like watching a YouTube video um like you, you, all of a sudden, like whether it be you get something from the YouTube video or like something that like inspires you into that story, um, 
Is is that something you've ever done? Like, because I I sometimes do that, but I don't write a lot on stage. So like, but when I'm writing a, a joke, when I'm sitting there and I'm in my writing process, um, I like to pretend that I'm on stage and like try to figure out what I would say. It like kind of like um, put that pressure on me. Like, okay, you're on stage, you need to say something. What are you saying? Like, do you put that, like, pressure on you or? Yeah, I actually think it it leads in because I've been a procrastinator my entire life. So I'll have, uh, for instance, you know, a a bit I want to do, a premise, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, you know, I need to write it and it'll be Monday. And I'll, you know, watch football or do something else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay. Tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and write it. Tomorrow, you know, Tuesday comes, I I got something else. Wednesday comes, nothing. And then Thursday comes and I'm like, all right, well, you gotta do something. So mm-hmm. then you get up on st- <laughs> <laughs> you get up on stage and it's just like, uh, well, now I have to force myself. Like I said, almost like that procrastination thing. I don't know how many times I've I've written a paper for school the night before. Yeah. And I guess my biggest issue is I've, I've done well and gotten A's on those papers. So I'm like, well, why do I need to ever do anything except for the night before? And now that's kind of... I think we could be really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> now that's kind of leaking into comedy. So, uh, you know, I get up there and... I mean, it's worked <clears throat> sometimes, but sometimes, it, like I said, it doesn't work. And then I'm yeah. just like, I just sound like a doofus up there for a little while. So... Which, I mean, that's what open mic is for, though. Like, you want mm-hmm. to be able to test that stuff out. Um, I was just curious because, like, it's tough to get that pressure, that stage pressure, off stage. And so right. I, I try to recreate it the best I can by, like, timing myself and say, okay, here's your five minutes. This is it. If you mess up, you need to find a way to correct it. Like, that's kind of what I, I try to do to mm-hmm. myself. Um, I'll either record it or I'll just do it. And then if I mess up, I just sometimes i'll start over like if i mess up too bad but like i've had that where i'm like timing myself or recording myself and all of a sudden i get a spark or a a tag or i i I even get a a completely new joke sometimes because like i'll sit there i'll like bump a table or something and i'll joke about that i'm like oh wait there's something okay and so like i I, like will literally stop what i was doing and write that joke down because at that point i got a new joke i don't care how that pretend five minutes was going you mm. know so like i don't know that's the best way i could like do to like put the stage pressure on i was just seeing if that was something that you've done i haven't but maybe that's something i i do try and do my dog my dog will sit there and listen to me do a comedy but she doesn't laugh and <laughs> what? So then, yeah like she will literally sit there like if i hold pretend to hold a mic whatever it is of fucking pen uh, my <laughs> phone uh, she'll just stand there and stare at me and i'll, I'll tell a joke and it's a good fucking joke okay and she just still <laughs> stares at me and so that's why i haven't done it because it really has been a confidence uh destroyer i have to say this uh what a bitch yeah yeah seriously like literally mm-hmm. what a bitch yeah Dude, i want to know the day when she does laugh though, I, I'd, I'd rather be fair for that day <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta you gotta bring the heat because she doesn't laugh at anything so man <laughs> Maybe I should do more uh, dog jokes. Maybe that's what she would like. Maybe it's the 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 way because uh, dogs do that inflection a little bit. So like you go, uh, 
just picture her rolling over on her back, just laughing. <laughs> she does do that, but not when I'm doing comedy. It's that's the thing. So, like, you gotta, you gotta at least find the the time to get a video of that because I feel like if you get a video of that and you like post it on your Netflix or whatever, like. <laughs> Sorry. Roddy, Roddy, have you have you ever written on stage? I've written on stage, yeah. Like I said, I I try to like do all of my writing off stage, but like every now and then I will like do it, or like I'll get inspired to like do something. I actually did it at um at Dublin's not too long ago. I switched one of my jokes instead of saying it about me. I I made it into a crowd thing, and I actually it was while I was hosting, and it went really well. So um, my joke when I say about myself is I say, um, okay, I got an impression for you guys. This is an impression of a guy with a big penis. And so I like kind of adjust myself and getting ready. I'm like, let me get in the, in the character real quick. It's just me. I'm just, it's just me, you guys. Um, so I did that, except I, I tweaked it and I did it for the guy that was in, in the front row. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to, I don't have my hat on backwards. I don't have a beer. Um I'm sorry. It's just that guy, you guys, <laughs> and everybody roared. They're like, "Oh, that's funny," and so like that was a way better reaction. And it was just kind of a like I've thought about doing it, but like I didn't practice it, so I was just like kind of going off like what my thought was in the past, and then it worked. So I mean, I think uh, the crowd. I, just, likes I got when to you thinking about it. I'm like, I, I just can't see you writing on stage because of your style. And be your OCD. Should I should I just get up on stage with a pen and a piece of paper and just sit there and just write jokes? <laughs> writing on stage. <laughs> That's Five what minutes I would of silence. You're writing on stage. Yeah. I'd, be like, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I was told to write on stage for this next one. <laughs> I was told I get five minutes. It doesn't matter what I do with the five minutes. Okay. This is my five minutes. <laughs> Quit trying to ruin you're it. You're going to sit there and like it. <laughs> That uh, that's actually good practice. Not doing actually that, but just staring in silence and not saying anything at all. See how long you can go on on stage. I can almost guarantee somebody will nervous laugh. Okay. Okay. So you just sit up there and you say nothing. Just stare out into the crowd. Ten seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever it is. Somebody's gonna nervous laugh. My first set up there. Okay. He goes the whole five minutes, nothing. Everybody's like, is he going to tell a joke? I don't. What's going on? I don't understand. I'll I'll do that my first set. I'll come up there and I'll be like, I know I've had a lot of you on the podcast. I know you've been excited to hear a couple of my stories. And then just not. (laughs) (laughs) That's been my time. Thank you. (laughs) I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Just so you guys know, it did help. I, I mentally wrote a lot down there. So yeah. that I did a lot of. I can't, I, wait, a, I can't wait for my next five minutes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to see you next week, guys. I'm doing 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to try that. I'm going to try doing as long as I can. I, I, I don't even know if I could get to 10 or 15 seconds. So I'm going to try it, though. Even do it after a joke that doesn't hit very well. Okay. And then just sit there and stare, too. It's okay. It feels so awkward, but it's fun, too. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I'm going to try it. Uh, so, obviously, I'm not going to do it this Thursday because this Thursday is uh, Thanksgiving. You could um, still do it, just, like, not at Dublin's. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll just sit at the table. Just wherever you're at, just don't say anything. <laughs> Until somebody laughs at you, yeah. and then yeah. and then you can talk at that yeah. point. Should I like set it up as if I'm going to say something though, like just so it 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 is kind of that awkward? Just be like, "Hey guys, I." You should do guys, a toast, guys, guys, guys. guys. <laughs> you should do a toast. Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. <laughs> hey, I would not... like to tell you guys something, and then you just sit there. Yep. You should stand up and then sit back down. I was trying to see how long it was going to take. I knew he was going to be the one to break it. I knew Vandy no, was going to. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, though? Sorry. You were about to say something, and I interrupted you. No, I said I said you stand up after you after you ting and all, all that, and then once you get everybody's attention, just sit back down. Mm. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I'm actually I'm uh I'm actually not gonna be able to see my family on Thanksgiving. I'm actually gonna be I gotta go work the Vikings game that day. But I'll see my family oh, on yeah. Friday. So I'll do it on Friday. Shucks. I know. I gotta go see a, a football game. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You guys hate me so much. <laughs> Cause I, I I love football. I do like the Vikings. So I do appreciate. If you didn't it. like football, I hate you even ten times more, man. Dude, they're the, so thank God you're at least a fan. I'm like the only host that like really enjoys going to games. Like I wasn't even supposed to go to this last game. Like the other host just didn't really feel like going. She's like, "Well, if you want to go, you can go." I'm like, "I will go to every game if you don't want to go." Do you have to like drive or something? <laughs> no, the, no, like so you just, don't even need to drive. No, the bus takes us, oh and we watch a movie. Gosh. So you have a movie on the way down. I liked you a lot before this, and now I hate right? you a little more. Right? I'm sorry. That's all right. I, I hope you guys don't hate me. I, I only get to do it through the, the football season, and then <laughs> I don't get to do it until next football season. Yeah. Then we just have to go to concerts and stuff, which is so boring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to figure out a way to get you guys to like me, but it's not happening. <laughs> I only get to go for all of football season, guys. Yeah, it's only during the football games that they have at the stadium. Um when the Vikings what makes are me playing. Mad is like when we play we play the Rams, I know he's not cheering for the Vikings when he's down there. Well, I've actually not worked a Rams Vikings game. Oh, but it's coming. It yeah, eventually it will come, obviously, but like the the way the only way I'm able to see the Rams this year is when I go to Lambeau. So I have to go into the cold December nineteenth when this episode is released. I call your boss too on that day that 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 game actually happens. I'm gonna be like, you got to make sure that he can't wear Rams. I'm I mean, just gonna call and complain to your boss and I mean, say you're mean. You can call my boss right now, but there's no one to call at the moment. Like, I, I am the, the boss. I'll call the chief. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I uh, you guys can try, but I, I I'm probably gonna wear something Rams that day. Something yeah, I know. Because normally I wear purple, so that day I'll just happen to wear blue. Mm. I know. And I'm gonna make sure that that's not gonna be possible. Because <laughs> I don't. I I wear a, a Vikings hat. That's like the only logo that I wear. 
Um, that's Viking. So I would just not wear the Vikings hat. I would wear blue and my little lapel, like, like what keeps my thing on is a Rams thing. So I always have the Rams with me every time I go to the Vikings games. I always have the Rams logo on me. That's special. I know. (laughs) Even more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always representing the world champions is what I've been saying, I guess. <laughs> Ain't happening this year. No, not this year. But you know what? All right, shut up about your Rams. What's the next <laughs> question? Okay. okay. Next question. Do you ever practice your jokes alone or with friends and family? Um. So I might like. I'm so bad at explaining the joke I want to tell before I I do it on stage. If that makes sense. I do the same thing. So I like you do like a lead up. To it, you're like, okay, so this is what this joke is about. This is, and you're like, I'm just gonna say how I'm gonna say it on stage, <laughs> right? And so, uh, the main person I'll bounce jokes off of is my wife, and she doesn't find me funny at all. So that's also not a good one. My wife and my dog, neither of them laugh, <laughs> but uh, she'll tell me like she literally, I'll say the joke and she'll be like, that one's good, and I'm like. <laughs> all right cool uh or she'll be like i don't like that i'm like well i'm still gonna i'm still gonna tell it though yeah (laughs) yeah you haven't given me a positive reaction yet so (laughs) yeah i mean it's tough like because you'll tell people that you're pretty close with and they'll either do that or they'll say it's good when it's not good Mm -hmm. so it's tough to get reads on people that you're close with i feel right and also it it depends my my buddy's wife um definitely isn't into like darker humor or mm-hmm. anything like that so i told her the end of the that plan b bit i have <laughs> where i <laughs> where i i say you know the uh she was mad she said well she i'm not even gonna what if i don't even take it and i said "Ooh!" then i had to hit her with plan p so i punched her in the stomach <laughs> and she was like oh no no <laughs> she wasn't wasn't for that one <laughs> right. And she did that. I said, well, I mean, we could just go with plan A, abortion. So and... <laughs> That is technically plan A. That is plan A. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you do like, do you do all them by yourself too? Um, yeah. I mean, I have not as much now. Um, but I'll, uh. I'll kind of just run through the jokes in my head, you know, uh, how the punchline goes, you know, what helps, I guess, when I actually do write it out, I don't don't remember what I, what video I watched, but it was about writing comedy and ways to help with writing. And what it said is bold your punchlines. So then you can kind of, you write out your whole jokes because obviously how you write and how you talk are going to be two different things. So I try and write it down how I would say it rather than how I would write it. And then I try and bold whenever uh, there's a punchline. And then I try and do a punchline like every sentence should have some sort of a punchline. Even if it the punchline doesn't hit or people don't understand it, it's there. Mm-hmm. And then I can kind of gauge like, oh, okay, I got three lines of dialogue and not a single punchline that could be like 30 seconds of talking without 
anything going on. That's too much. I, maybe I need a punchline in there. Yep. Um, but actually sitting there and, and telling the jokes out loud. I do it every once in a while, like I said, for my dog. And she hates me. So. <laughs> you don't get a single laugh. She doesn't ever get to see the finished product, though. So I, that's what I blame it on. Like, she gets to see, like, the works in progress. And she's very stern, like, no. So you just don't show her the videos? No, and that, that's what it is. You know, I haven't shown her the videos. I bet she would yeah, love the videos. Exactly. Just show her the videos of your stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> laugh. <laughs> just once. Just once. Have you translated it to dog language? No, I don't have that app yet. Oh, okay. Maybe I should it's, get that It's one. in development is what I've, from what I've heard. Got it. Yeah. I don't know who's developing it, though. Somebody. Sony. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you record record your sets? And if so, does it help with future performances? So, no, I don't record it because I'm blessed. Again, being up here, uh, Danny records a lot of our stuff. So besides, like, my first couple sets, maybe... I had my wife record, but then uh, found out that we get them recorded all the time. Again, it's we're spoiled. Um, appreciate it so much. But uh, then the other part of that question, yes, 100,000%. Watching yourself on stage and seeing how you set a joke or how your mannerisms are, your, your voice, everything, it's so helpful to uh, making your jokes how you want them to be um because ultimately you're when you get on stage you have this people have this idea a preconceived notion of what you're going to be so so just because i'm a bigger guy uh, most people think oh he's probably gonna be jolly and funny you know things like that um (laughs) it's it's it it's true (laughs) um it's 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 just uh preconceived notion when you're up there so then if i start going really dark it, it could work because they're like oh gosh i didn't think he was gonna to say all of that but mm-hmm. um when you can actually watch yourself hear people's reactions see how you say things you can tweak it and and make it more towards your persona i guess that you're trying to put on stage yeah yeah, kind of either go with or against what the audience is thinking, mm-hmm. like to kind of get that surprise element, like. Right. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I've I've definitely seen some where I'm like, oh, gross! <laughs> like, why did <laughs> why did I say that? So, like that? so, if you didn't have Danny, would you would you record yourself? Uh, now, yeah, I think if. If that wasn't there, I think I would have to um, if I want to get better and I want to see how things go. And then sometimes, like I said, when you're on on stage, uh, if you're doing writing on stage, if you don't have some sort of recording, even if it's just your voice um, and not an actual video, uh, if you come up with a new tag on the spot, you might forget it, you know, and it, it could be a, a great tag. And uh, if you don't have some sort of recording or way to remember what you, what you said, you end up losing that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I actually, that's the one thing that I forgot to do this weekend was record myself. I didn't get the audio or the the video of my set, which is... Right. When I host, I did the same thing too, but I was super nervous. So. Uh, yeah, I was, I was nervous and I was like trying to make sure that everything went smoothly for everybody else. I wasn't focused on, oh... <laughs> I, I need to record that. Like, I did that after the first one. I'm like, oh, I, for, I forgot to record it. I'm going to record it the second time. Got up on stage. I'm halfway through my set. I'm like, I'm not recording right now. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, too. One of the the late set when I hosted, I did uh, the big guy set. And so one of the parts of it is I grab the mic stand and I shake it because I'm talking about catching skinny people. <laughs> And you got to sneak up on them sometimes, you know, like they're a gazelle. So, and then, I, you know, I'm like, hey, or you got to pretend like they're your friend, you know. Hey, man, I didn't mind you calling me fat. I'm good. You're good. Gotcha. And then I grab it and I yell, gotcha. And I shake it. Um, And when I did it, I missed grabbing it. And so I just palm slapped it right at the audience. And no joke, <laughs> it flew right at this girl. And she was like, ah! <laughs> And she scooted her chair back, and how the mic stand landed, it perfectly went in the the cross because she was right at a an angle, and it just stuck. So it almost looked like I meant to do it, but I really did not. And if anybody was looking at my face, I'm assuming they were looking at the projectile flying across the stage. But if anybody saw my face, it was like the oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and so then I grabbed it, and. I had to make a joke out of it. And so I I was like, oh, you know, my bad. And so I set the mic down and I stared at her and I looked at the mic mic stand again and I moved it a little bit further back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a big whoopsie. Yeah. I, I'm glad like you handled <laughs> it very funny. well, though, especially like making the joke after the fact like that's. Could you imagine, though, if that's not what happened? And instead, yeah. in the yeah, group like chat and everything. Or something like that. So Dustin's uh, night hosting, he threw the mic stand. People would still be talking about it. <laughs> They'd be like, um, Justin, your name is too similar to his. You're not hosting. <laughs> yeah, you can't host. Um, it's too close to Dustin. <laughs> Man throws mic stand at audience member. <laughs> It was a hate crime against skinny people. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what the headline would read, too. Uh. (laughs) Okay, so I think we're done with the first half. I was just about to say, I think we are done with the first half. Uh, Dustin, do you have any questions for us? Um. Yeah. So, Justin. Yeah. I knew mm-hmm. you. I knew what you were doing. <laughs> uh, Justin V. Ooh, that's that guy. How long have you been doing comedy? I'd say off and on, probably two, three years now. I mean, actually going on stage and stuff, but I've always been telling stories and shit like that, and emceeing and being on a mic, but. Mm-hmm. Comedy wise, I'd say two to three years off and on. Nice. Were you always that type of person that was? Uh, uh, people told you you should try and do stand up, or always been like oh, yeah. a storytelling type guy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had high school teachers tell me that I needed to do something 
where I needed to tell stories or right. some kind of entertainment. Yeah, nothing with math or anything. They were like, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, this schoolwork is not working out for you, so you need to look oh, into the entertainment. Have you thought about anything other than something with your brain? Because uh, <laughs> this is not working out real well. Uh, what made you guys decide to do the podcast? Like, start it originally. Um, well, me and Roddy, we used to MC at the bowling alley. It's what was called Moonlight. It was colored pins and all that, and we handed out money, and we kind of made a whole show out of it. And we had people come up to us all the time telling us that it was one of the greatest nights they've ever had. Or We had one group come up to us and go, we just got back from Vegas, and we had more fun tonight and laughed harder tonight than we did the entire time we were in Vegas and all the shows that we saw out there. So me and Roddy were just like, God, we should do something. And, and Roddy started doing comedy. I did a little bit. And um, we were thinking about doing a show, like shows together where he'd tell his jokes and I'd break it down and all that. And we never really, it never really went anywhere. We never did it. And then we wanted to start a business. We wanted to do something together. And then all of a sudden I was like, how about a podcast? We could do that. And we kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And finally, we just pulled the trigger and bought the equipment and said, let's start this venture. And now you can talk about talking about the podcast on your podcast. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. And how we got the name was the best part was Roddy goes, how about the stupidest podcast? And I go, I don't know, man. And he's like, think about it. He goes, if somebody wants to rip on us, they pretty much can't. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, just think. If they think it's dumb, they'd be like, God, that was the stupidest thing I've ever listened. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for the that's free, what we were shooting for. free advertising. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. A, that's exactly like what I was thinking about. Like when we were coming up with a name, I wanted to do something like that. Um, and it actually came from one of my jokes that I actually haven't said on stage um, where I talk about um, how I say a lot of poop jokes. Like I want to like do some poop jokes and then like say, um, the reason I have so many poop jokes is because I want people to like always. I want to always feel good as I come off stage, so people will be like, "Hey, man, I uh, I don't know what to say, but I I think your your set tonight it was it's pretty shitty." Oh, thanks, man. I put so much effort into those poop jokes. Like, I really appreciate your your. I'm glad your, somebody noticed. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to do something like that, and then I was thinking, I'm like, well, what if we just did that like with the name? I'm like, okay, it's the stupidest podcast. I was like they can't say anything. And then if people are like taking us serious or whatever and trying to cancel or whatever, like whatever material we're talking about, um, we just be like, okay, well, what's what's the source? Where did you hear that? The stupidest podcast. Oh, so you're going to take serious stuff from <laughs> a thing called the stupidest podcast. Okay, okay, get out of mm -hmm. here. <laughs> I mean, shoot, if somebody's going to cancel you, that must mean you're – You've made it to a level that people feel it's important enough to cancel you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody tries to cancel the homeless guy on the street, you know, like. Yeah. I heard what you were saying about the Egyptians and the aliens <laughs> and all that. <laughs> and I don't like it. You're canceled. <laughs> we beat the crazy guy in the corner, Roddy. We beat the crazy guy in the corner. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I've been in this this whole time. It's, it's the main goal. Yeah. No. And that goal has been achieved. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to make the world a better place and happier with my jokes. 
Oh, I'm just trying to... Beat that, that <laughs> bum on the corner. <laughs> I just need to be better than him. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys, I uh, I was that bum on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see here. I don't know if I got much more for you guys. I'm excited for you to come up one of these yeah, days. Me too. So Soon. I mean, I keep saying it, but soon, very soon. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, by the time this is out, I will already been up there. Ooh, there we go. I like hearing it, that. Is this future? Wait, so maybe you should congratulate yourself on a great set. So you can... yeah. yeah. Did you did you not see that set last? That night, set last was Thursday? amazing. I... Oh my god! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. How you literally I, you know, stood I up tried. there for five minutes straight without speaking was just. Yeah. And they loved it. They loved, they loved it. it. I can't wait for your 10-minute set. For <laughs> Gavin <laughs> laughed his ass off. You can yeah. hear him in the background. Dude, he wasn't even there and we heard his laugh. Right. Yeah, it was so. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a dying donkey, but I, I think it was Sydney. Yeah, that was it. She, she was there. I, I, she was there. <laughs> uh, I still can't get over that laugh. Dude, it. There's some good laughs out there. I, I really enjoy, like, I don't like making fun of people's laughs. So I, I really hope that they don't ever think I'm ever making fun of their laugh because I love it. Um, I, I love oh, unique laughs. Yeah, I love unique laughs. Like, I'm I'm not a huge fan of my laugh, to be honest. So, like, I wish I had something like that where, like, people, like, noticed my laugh. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe I don't want people to notice my laugh because, like I said, I don't I don't like it. It's like, please notice me. Notice. <laughs> this, this is how I'm going to laugh. <laughs> this is how I'm going to laugh from now on. Hee <laughs> 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 I like it. I like it. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Sorry. I'll stop. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not ripping on anybody's laugh. I will never. Especially, to be honest, I'd rather listen to those. Those are the ones that I like. Mm-hmm. They they get other people laughing. Yeah, exactly. They can they can help a show actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They have a ringer. We even talked about that when we were <laughs> Gavin. Gavin came to the show that we had in Kettle River, and we thought we had a cheat code because he helped us out. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, right. you ready to get into the second half then? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I'm Perfect. All right, so my first question for you is, do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that you feel might help with comedy? No. No? No. So are you saying that you don't have other hobbies, or are you saying that none of them help comedy? I don't. I have other hobbies. I just don't think any of them are beneficial. I mean, my job, I have a lot of face-to-face interactions with people and things like that so that could probably help because obviously just uh, talking with people and i'll joke around with people at work and things like that as well but uh hobby wise i mean no i mean i golf play games that's about it comedy like i like football but Mm -hmm. what's i ain't gonna do anything for (laughs) you know you don't say hike in any of your 
that maybe that should be how I start my set. You know, <laughs> hut, hut, hike. All right, here I go. Uh, <laughs> just need to get in game mode. You're like w- running around on stage. You're like looking like I gotta stay in the pocket. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I can tee up the mic stand so then uh, you know look back, take a look at my shot. <laughs> I already know you can punt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least at least he got a good stiff arm. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess I mean I used to write a lot in general, not just comedy. Um like what what did you write? I wrote stories, I wrote some poetry, things like that. I don't know if any of that would necessarily help, but just writing in general, wordplay, things or like that. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, writing poetry, I feel like is very similar to stand-up, because I write poetry every now and then, too. Not, like, a lot, but, like, I, I just, I, I enjoyed the, the process of doing that. Mm. Um, but it did, like, also get me, because, like, you actually had a little poetry in your comedy in the roast battle. Right. Yeah, I did I did a a poem joke which the judges absolutely hated. <laughs> but, <laughs> um the crowd liked it. So yeah. I mean that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know why I just it sounded funny and I was like, well maybe, you know, I've written stuff like this before. Mm-hmm. I I, get, I definitely have a very dr seuss vibe sometimes when i write so okay like just with your comedy or like when you write when outside write, of yeah when i write poetry or anything okay like yeah that. i gotcha so that's why i was confused i was like i don't think of dr seuss when i think of your <laughs> <laughs> no um <laughs> but uh yeah that dung beetle bit did sound a little like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. One poo, three poo, red poo, blue poo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess I guess that would be you know writing uh, writing in general would would help just with wordplay. It and, builds your vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. Reading is important too, which I have not done a lot of um in the what, last few years what's this activity called <laughs> Re- <laughs> can i watch it on my netflix account <laughs> netflix hasn't posted anything about reading so i <laughs> they have words that pop up every now and then but you just skip those and you get right. you, they... if you don't know it you skip it yeah yeah, yeah. The hard there's some hard words on there, right? Long ones. Well, and I think we just have too many words in general. Yeah. So yeah. if we can just get rid of some of the English <laughs> vocabulary, let's go back to grunting. I just Ugh, hungry. <laughs> I, I I turn on the setting where it reads it to me. Right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, what is your favorite part of doing comedy? And what has been your biggest fear? Uh, my favorite part is 100% making people laugh. It, it just makes people feel good. And especially after the, you know, 2020 that we had, I think a lot more people have been wanting to laugh. And so 
that's always been a, a big part for me. You know, I grew up super poor, um, kind of just crappy upbringing. Um, but one thing I always like to do is, you know, make people laugh. And that made me feel good, making people laugh. Because it just felt like they're feeling better than they were. Now I'm feeling good. And it just yeah. felt good to do that. Um, I guess my biggest fear with comedy, is that what that question's about? Biggest fear with comedy? Yeah. Um, I guess I would say I... Uh, I just want, I guess it's hard to explain. I don't know where comedy is going to lead me, and I guess that's kind of scary. Am I only going to, like, have I already met my potential, you know? Is this is this as far as I can go with comedy? Um, am I just going to be stuck in this spot for the next, if I do it for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, is this the most? Uh or I feel that's a, a lot of comedians fear, right? Or it, which is equally as scary. Could I could I be really good? Because if I could be really good and I had to push myself, I have to make a whole bunch of sacrifices I'm not ready to make. I got a pretty decent job, mm-hmm. um, where I do well for myself. I have a mortgage. I have a wife. I have a lot of responsibilities. Am I going to be able to take that? step to try and and make a a career out of this instead Mm -hmm. you know that's why uh, when i have a lot of uh respect for patrick because he is that's what he's doing right now he's Mm -hmm. he's given it the good old college try you know he's (laughs) he's um invested in making this his career and he's wonderful Mm -hmm. and i think he absolutely can i just don't know if i can take the same steps to go that route. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that stuff kind of scares me. And that's legit, too, because, like, there's there's a lot of risk in in any business, really, if you're going to take a risk out doing your passion, mm-hmm. um, especially this, this field, like, especially comedy. Like, there's so many unknowns out there, and it, the business itself is very hit or miss. Like, you could go to one area and do great, and then... You're, okay, well, now it's time to tour. You got to go to multiple places. Okay, well, it worked great here, but will it work great there? Will it work great here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's there's a lot to it. Like, Right. And, I mean, let's say I, I, I do well enough where I can start traveling, but not quite well enough to make a real good living. Now I'm looking at, like, I mean, it's a, it's a ton of work. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not just, oh, I got a gig on Saturday. I should be good for the week now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? No, you need that. You need multiple gigs a week, uh, every week. You're traveling because obviously you can't just do every single gig in the same area. You got to move yeah. around because just like you said, can't be using the same jokes. Um, it's a lot. And when I think about that, I start freaking myself out. So mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, that'd be you pretty. Have, you have kids too, right? No, just a two dogs one that just, doesn't laugh at just, any of my jokes the other one does though the other one does yes okay. we don't talk about her because she's too she's, 
doesn't listen enough. But oh, she's laughing at everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. now I don't know if it's funny or not. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to have like a control. Like you got to throw on a, a TV show that's not supposed to be funny. You're not supposed to be laughing right, right now. Like this is a serious show right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then the other one's laughing though. So maybe she likes that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The other one laughs at dramas. Yeah. <laughs> Find some hilarious. I definitely I definitely feel where you're coming from cuz I mean, if I really wanted to make a career out of this, it's comedy. I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. You know? And that being said, I'm a single dad, so it's not exactly easy to yeah. give up the time that I actually do get with her, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's one thing I don't I don't have um taking up any time is you know, we don't have any mm-hmm. kids, which is I think we're both in agreement with keeping it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, I can always hit her with Plan P, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Plan A's been working out pretty good for you. Though. <laughs> it's, it's been working out great. We can still do that here, so that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, I couldn't even imagine because that's got to be super difficult as well to be away from, you know, your kids and mm-hmm. like I said, all, I I think about all that stuff because you know I'm not I'm not getting any younger by any means and you got to kind of look to the future and see where what's going to happen so do i have any idea no i'm just kind of also procrastinating (laughs) again so i just kind of go with the flow and we'll see what happens yeah enjoy the ride that's all you can do is just enjoy the ride right yeah i i understand what you guys are saying i'm a single guy without any kids i can't make that sacrifice i can't i can't (laughs) Can't be taking these risks. <laughs> Friday, we got to get you a girlfriend like Patrick. So, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, Somebody pay all stuff. your bills, yeah. and but now, I mean, Patrick's doing pretty good with uh, the stuff. That, yeah, you know? yep, he is doing. Yeah, and that's good. That's uh, nice because you know I can learn from him as well with everything that he's doing, which is. Uh, Helpful. I mm-hmm. like learning from other people that I don't have to make the mistakes, you know? Yeah, and it's great that we're in that, that type of community where mm-hmm. it is like, oh, I know how to do this. You know how to do this. I'll help you. You help me. And it benefits everybody rather than just the select people that they want to, to help. Mm-hmm. So. That's one thing I like. That's why I said you guys are really – the community you have up there for com- comedy is phenomenal because down here – there it feels like you guys are all family and you're there to help each other we're down here it just feels like well i feel like it is expanding a little bit into the cities now which is nice like because we have better yeah it's getting better we we have comic coming up like pretty frequently like some that don't come as often but like it's still nice seeing different faces coming up from whether it be st cloud or the cities um like it is growing and i feel like in a positive way Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, even down, uh, down here though, the comedy feels like you're you're a gladiator. You're like, all right, get in the ring, see if you can stand. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are, you, Are you not? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like like Roddy, the first time Roddy did, they invited all 
I didn't even do comedy that they invited us to do pizza. You you wouldn't get that down here. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten it down here yet. Yeah. Well, and that's. I mean, we're still trying to contribute to that as well. So me and Sydney are currently in the works with opening up another comedy club, actually in the area. So for shows and things like that, I think we talked to you about a show coming up, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think I think so. That's the one in. Um, actually, maybe not, I don't know. We can talk about it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and the goal with it too is one, bring more comedy to the area because I mean it's it's growing. Yep. But then two, be able to showcase not only local talent, so people from the area, but also uh, that city's talent that they might not be on the biggest stage down there yet, but they're doing great and they're yeah. they're good. And so Sydney knows a ton of people down there. Obviously, we know a ton of people up here, um, and so we're we're trying to bring that and give people more opportunity and time to to do things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah, that is really cool. Like, it's just so cool seeing all the the work that's being put in outside of comedy to grow comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of positives. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good because, I mean, this even, I mean, you can hear some of the the old timers, I guess you could call them uh, <laughs> comics in our area that when they talk about the scene was so much smaller and they're amazed by the growth and it's inspiring some of them who have kind of maybe were on their way to like, maybe I'm just going to stop doing comedy and started inspiring them into producing shows, yeah. uh, trying to get on. Do you, you want to say names? You want to say names on who these old timers are? well let's see here i think uh, sam schwartz is one he's been doing it for a while now he i think there was even a a point when he was um thinking about quitting maybe uh but now he's starting to produce shows chad gallo he's another one who is uh, not coming around a lot but now is doing a whole bunch more and and really enjoying it and yeah yeah we're we're talking about doing a show chad and uh, Sam and I are all talking about doing a, a show in January. Nice. So I literally plugged them. That's a perfect. You're yep. welcome. <laughs> Not even paid for nice. that advertisement. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so cool seeing the spark in people's eyes, mm-hmm. especially like when new shows come up like that. Like even you just saying like you and Sydney are talking about doing this. Like I have so much excitement just hearing that. And I, I feel like we might have talked about it. I just I can't envision it right now, but I definitely want to like talk anything comedy i just i love talking about it like we've already been talking for a good amount of like you're gonna be getting close to a record i think dustin uh maybe not no. the record maybe that, that's four no. never mind that's four yeah we're, but, we're a ways away from the record yeah but you're doing good though yeah i was gonna say i'm trying to go for the record of least amount of time talking <laughs> i think <laughs> nobody was shooting for that record so, so. then we, we're uh at, we're ending now um, yeah, this is the end of the show. This was great. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Still want to get the podcast up there. Yes, I think it'd be fun to do a, a like a live show. I, I actually it. what I wanted to do whenever you guys finally wanted me to ha- be on, if you ever did, I wasn't sure, you know, but then you did. And so now we're here. Uh, I would have liked to try and travel, actually, but 
Oh, like come down to yeah. Okay, yeah, to see if you were up for that. But um, right now is not a good time for that. So I just well, got a lot of Van- stuff going on. Vandy, you stay there. We'll be there in about two and a half hours. <laughs> we'll make this the longest one. We'll just do it the whole ride down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys call me in the car, and we can continue this. We'll, we'll we'll point out what we're seeing as we're seeing it, so you know kind of where nice. we're at. And <laughs> but all right, um, what is the biggest regret that you've had in comedy so far, if any? Uh, I, I guess it, I don't know if it's in comedy, but probably before. I wish I would have started sooner. Okay, yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's common answer. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is even though I wish I would have, I don't, maybe I wouldn't even be doing it, you know? Maybe I would have mm-hmm. done it a couple of times because uh, being at the point in life where I am right now, I, like I said, I, I have a lot less care for what people think when before I may have been even more nervous. I may have. Comedy be way different. Yeah, it, it's completely different. The things that I would be joking about, maybe they're not funny. Maybe I. I don't know. Or you know? the scene would have been different too. The scene like. would have been much different. You know, it wouldn't have been like it is. Mm-hmm. And then you know, so who knows? I mean, uh, that's it. Still would have been interesting, even if I just gave it a shot and tried mm-hmm. it a little bit, and then didn't do it again until now. But um, other than that, I think I've done comedy to the fullest potential for myself right now. I mean, I, I guess I would like to try to go to the cities more often. Okay. It's tough. Yeah, it's very tough, especially like like going down to the city, cities is uh, a gamble because like sometimes you might not get on stage. And mm-hmm. so like that's a lot of driving to not get on stage. Right. Yeah, but he's got a star. Yeah, you could use your star, like, but you only get one of those at Acme. Right. So that's the thing. Like, do I go down once? But what if I, what if I really enjoy it? Now I want to go down more often. And it's like, it's, it's such a commitment, which again, like I said, is that ties right back into the, you know, is this the, the tip of the iceberg or wait, Mm -hmm. no, cause uh, is this the bottom of the iceberg? I don't know. Is there another way to say that? Is this underneath the water, (laughs) the iceberg, the part under the water? Yeah. Not the tip. Yeah. Are you on the top of the iceberg or is there a lot more beneath it? Right. Yeah. yeah, That's what you're saying. Maybe. I don't know. I'm stupid. I know what you're saying. The way way you're climbing, Dustin, you're going to have to make that decision pretty soon, though. Well, and and that's what I I wonder. And I've, you know, uh, had some conversations, you know, with some people basically, um, is is there going to be a point where I'm going to have to go, hey, I need to do like part-time at my job. Is that even a possibility with the job that I'm at right now? Um, you know, where, where do I go? What, what would, I guess, the thing, it's always money. Uh, yeah. If I had the money to do it, I would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is not, I don't need to be rich, but if I just didn't have as much bills and debt or yeah. whatever even for a year yeah i'd give it a shot but unfortunately i have not i have not won the lottery 100 mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, we're actually, uh, the, that's the reason I brought you on the podcast today, though. You need to make a decision now. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is an intervention. This, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a different episode, the stupidest intervention. Um, <laughs> it's a new it's a new podcast we're starting. This is our new segment. We we, we wait till we're about two hours into the episode. <laughs> and then we break it to them. Yeah, either you got to pick, and if you don't, we break your legs. It's a, it's a crazy twist. <laughs> it's a crazy twist. <laughs> the door is actually locked right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Um, have you ever bombed? And if so, what did you learn from the experience? Uh, yes. I've bombed multiple times i think everybody does and i guess it depends on what your 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 uh definition of a bomb is uh, is it you don't get a single laugh or is it just like a couple of chuckles whatever it is i have felt like i've bombed multiple times for sure yeah um and you can learn a ton from it you learn maybe that joke isn't funny how I say it. Maybe I can switch up these words and then you try it again. Um, maybe you realize that a joke just isn't ready to be told on stage yet. Maybe it's a joke that's not ready to be told in five minutes. Maybe you need to, you know, there are countless things that you can learn from bombing. Um, the main thing I learned is that only one out of a hundred people explode. <laughs> <laughs> from bombing okay and it usually only happens on your first time so yeah you, yeah you learn a lot on the stupidest podcast uh, we we're, we're trying to teach people but they're just some of them aren't listening you know they right they they don't want to take the risk i think they don't want to be that that exploding guy or mm -hmm. gal right yeah. nobody wants to be that no I'm actually, I, I do want to be that guy. That's why I'm doing stand-up so often. I want One day I want to be that guy. It just hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine? Man throws mic stand at audience member and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he becomes that guy, then I can finally get that new host. Yeah, he's been, <laughs> he's been looking for a while. <laughs> since, uh, since when was the first episode? Um <laughs> After he found out you can explode from going on yeah. stage, he's been excited ever since. Like, yeah. hey, Roddy, you need to do more mics. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> we need to up so these I call numbers. him every day after after show. I'm like, did it happen? Did it? Oh, he answered. Uh, Goodbye. This could be the day. Dude, he texts me every mic that's in Minnesota every day. <laughs> he's like, these are the ones you could go to. <laughs> hey, there's a mic over here. Like an open mic? No, they just have just, a mic. Just but go. Just go. Just go. You, you got to get there. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> oh, man. So, Dustin, would you consider yourself a funny person off stage? Sometimes. Okay. Um, I mean, I've definitely, like when I was younger, I was, there's times I was the life of the party, but there's other times where I don't, like I said, you're not feeling funny or you just want to kind of chill out. And I've had friends that, are absolutely hilarious and so sometimes it's just fun to sit there and joke and then you throw in a little little joke back or whatever but just listening is is just as fun to me sometimes as being the person trying to make the jokes and things like that yeah and it's nice when you know there's that person as well so you don't feel the need to i don't know if you ever get like that when you're around in, in a group or 
anything like that, trying to be the funny person, trying to lighten things up, try to joke around. Um, but sometimes it's nice not to have to do that. Yeah, I also, I enjoy not being that person. Like, sometimes, like, you get in a, a conversation and, like, you, like, almost feel obligated to be that person. But I really enjoy, without having the pressure, like, if you're in that situation, like, you're almost pressured to do it, like you're saying. Mm. Like, without the pressure, you can say whatever. And if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, it's not. But, like, I don't know. I just, I enjoy being the, the you can just kind of say one-off things and, like, see what works and not you're like throwing darts at people like yeah does that work no that didn't work <laughs> yeah, does that work oh, oh i got him i got him out mm-hmm. you know like you know i enjoy the the non-pressured which is weird because comedy is the pressure because you're the only one on stage that <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like okay i i don't want to be the funny person so i'm gonna let him be the funny person but he's sitting down ah shit ah. <laughs> Bring up one of your friends. All right, talk and do stuff, and then I'll comment on <laughs> on the stuff you're saying. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we like talked about like earlier today. Like that we were gonna try doing that, but yeah, it, I I don't know. I didn't think it was gonna. Well, if we've learned anything from comedy, it's much more difficult or, than just going up and yeah and being funny. Yeah, you know. Right, right. Maybe that's why it works when we go out. Because I'm always the guy that likes the attention. Yeah, yeah, you're the one that like, and, yeah, like gets everybody going, and then I'm the one that kind of like just comes in every now and then. To, throws in the one-liners every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. See, we're learning. Right. <laughs> we're learning. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin. What's the most memorable night of comedy you've ever had? Um. I, to be honest, it it was probably either that the first time I went up, which is a pretty standard. That's one that just kind of sticks in your head. Um. Otherwise, there was one that uh, I had a a set, and I just killed every single joke. I got an applause break. Um, two, I think one in the in the middle of it. And literally, I was like, hey, shut up. I still have more. Like, <laughs> you know, just, um, and then at the very end, again, and it was just a killer set. And that was a moment I was just really proud of myself. And so that one sticks in my head a lot because I, I also had a, a, a thought at that point, like, is this as good as I get, as I get? like, the, you know? Cause I had that, you know, five minutes set and it was good. And I, it, it hit and like every joke hit. Can I even do another set? Or is it like, is that my, like, that is the end of it. And so then I had to get into a point where, um, I wanted to write anything except for stuff that had to do with being a fat guy or anything like that. And so then I started writing some other sets that had to do with other things and ended up writing a few good ones i think that uh, have been working um which started from like i said that moment of feeling that just like you're on top of the world and like uh just i don't know you can't recreate that feeling i don't you know when you just have that killer set and it just does well oh 
yeah there's nothing nothing like it mm-hmm. <laughs> like i know exactly what you're saying like it's obviously you can learn from those experiences too because obviously you want to try to recreate it mm-hmm. um but yeah like and like what you're saying like just coming up with like that that material and like going at like that different direction like you've got some killer stuff dude like outside of that that the bigger stuff like mm-hmm. that that stuff's good too but like it's just cool to see like you're saying like the development into like a different side of your like different side of you like i want to know everything about a comedian like as as they're developing and i think you're doing an amazing job doing that like progressing like each aspect of your life which is cool thank you i yeah. appreciate that mm-hmm. um yeah so i guess that would be the uh that would be the two times yeah and both of those times nice. the first time up there was exhilarating you know even though you you black out but just knowing and then the crowd is clapping i got laughs and then like i said that set was probably the best five minutes set i've ever had yeah so so besides those two everything else is just kind of sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything else has just been terrible <laughs> but uh no they, it's addicting all, yeah right uh, they've all been good and now you know you have your good sets but I don't know. The first time and that one time for me has really been uh, something. Yeah, something that you're always striving for, right? Mm-hmm. So now, even when I have a good set, and this is annoying to think this way, but I'm sure other comedians feel this way too. So now, even when I have a good set, I'll I'll watch it, and then I'll be like, mm, I could have done that better. Oh, that wasn't as good as I wanted. Oh, I didn't get a laugh there. Um, and it, it's just like over critiquing almost. Right. Yeah. I've, right. Instead yeah. of just being like, that was a good set. Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But yeah, overthinking can get you sometimes too. Well, either way though, like you could like think that you had a bomb set. Um, and then you re-listen to the tape and like, maybe you had some, some pretty good laughs in there. Maybe it wasn't as sporadic. Like it wasn't like throughout the whole set. But, like, you still had a good part of your set, but you blocked that out because of the quote-unquote bomb that you thought of in the beginning or at the end or wherever you thought you had it. Like, mm-hmm. I've had that where I, I'm like, oh, that was a bomb set. Like, I don't even want to watch that tape. And then all of a sudden I had, like, probably a good minute in there where it was actually decent. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I'll take that, I guess. But, like. Well, and that's. <laughs> A little bit more on a previous question that was asked, but uh, about saying about going up on, uh, is it important to go on, you know, a bunch of mics and and, and being on stage mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, another part of that is when you're on there, being able to still power through your material. I guess you could say when you're not getting the laughs that you normally get. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if it's a smaller, smaller open mic, people aren't paying attention, people are talking. And still trying to get through the stuff that you're, you've done before that may have even done super well, and all of a sudden nobody's paying attention, and you still have to like remember your cues where you're at and things like that. Because I have noticed when that happens, I struggle a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Remember where I'm at in my my set, or not saying the jokes as well as I I would, not doing the right. Um, 
maybe facial expressions or act outs or anything like that. So, yeah, I've actually had a set before um, where I I did some of my jokes where I felt the most confident in because I'm like I don't know how like how it's gonna go tonight. Like I didn't really like prepare that week. Like I didn't have a lot of extra time outside. Um, I either had like a tournament. There's stuff going on. And so I wasn't able to, like, get my five-minute set. So I just kind of did some of my older stuff. And I did my set, and it didn't go well. Like, I I just I, – I don't think it was – I think it must have been the way I said it or how I delivered it or, like, what – what it, something something was off, you know. And then I had a couple comedians say, like, okay, well, at least you, like it, – it's just new stuff, like, whatever. And I'm like, it wasn't new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best stuff. That was was, was stuff that did well before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I bet that hurt. Ah, That hit you right. Yeah. So you're just like, uh, yep, thanks. (laughs) You're you're right. All of that was brand new. (laughs) That's what I ended up. I was like, yeah, at least I got that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At least I got that. but i mean you'll have those sets though it's gonna happen right and and that goes to the thing that not everybody finds everything funny there's no just one universal funny yeah like you're gonna have like your dog in the audience sometimes right and so maybe that is important for me to continue to tell the jokes to my dog because you, I can, I can, I know what rejection feels yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those blank eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to send. I'll send you guys a picture when, uh, when I get back, uh, and you can see the actual stare, and you're gonna be <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna perform to that picture. <laughs> Same reaction. <laughs> just, just screaming. Why won't you laugh? Yeah. I'm gonna make a video of it. She's cold as ice. <laughs> it's like a three-second video, but you just loop it. Yeah. Right? Cold as ice. <laughs> All right, Dustin, what is the coolest place, or where is the coolest place that you've ever performed? Um, The West Theater. Oh, in uh, West Theater in Duluth? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've been there. Yeah, so we did a a show for uh, the guy that owns the theater, and he owns a couple other things. Um, he wanted to do a, uh, so many free different things, and so one of them was a free comedy show. And then he booked some people, and um, it wasn't packed by any means, but we had a good crowd. But the theater in general was just really cool to do it in. It was cool to see what it would be like to do a show in a theater i guess would yeah, be yeah that uh, would be really cool <laughs> and man that would you need you need to have a lot of people in a theater to really get the the laughs to to bounce since it's so open mm. you know when you normally have those like couple of chuckles but it's kind of everybody's so close together it sounds better yeah but when you have a chuckle that's 35 feet away from another person you know it doesn't quite yeah it sounds like there's three people (laughs) exactly yeah but uh definitely a super cool cool place to do it 
Um, yeah, that would be fun. Just any, like you said, just any theater would be just a fun mm-hmm. test just to see what it would be like. That in you know Kettle River, uh, what a what a stage that was. I know, right? <laughs> like, dude, we felt like we were. I felt like it was like Madison Square Garden. I mean, if you think about it, there was only what there's like a hundred and something people in in Kettle River, and we had thirty of them. Yeah. So like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, we had thirty percent of the population. <laughs> no lies. He's just looking at us. Pretty good. <laughs> you should make that as a post. Like we got thirty percent of this town to come see our show. Yeah, right. I I I actually did post it so, on Netflix. Did you not see it? <laughs> Are you not his friend on Netflix or what? Yeah. Is... <laughs> Are you not following me on Netflix? I'm gonna have to follow you. Jeez, people. Now I need to start teaching you guys about social media. That's pretty bad. You, you haven't reached my queue. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Q in social What do you mean Q? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, where would you do a special if you were given the opportunity to post a special? I don't know. Um, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. I guess the West Theater would be a pretty oh. cool place. Um, nice. Also, it, I mean, to host a special in your hometown would always be uh, a relatively cool thing. But at the same time, I don't know, some of the the uh, famous clubs out there, even down, you know, uh, Acme, doing something down there would be mm-hmm. great just because of the people that have been there before. Um if you were popular enough to do Madison Square Garden, you know, that would be just nuts yeah. to, to do something like that. Um, but realistically, yeah, you know, West Theater was a really nice place. Uh, I believe they have uh, another one downtown, another like theater, um, North Shore Theater. Mm. So I don't know. That would be a interesting place to do it as well. Outside would be fun if you could, uh, like, uh, like the Red Rocks, like those specials that they've been doing, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Bill Burr just did one on there, yep, he did one, yep, uh, um, Brian Regan did, Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna even respond to that. I was like, did he not? I was waiting. I was just waiting for the name so I could put no, the in there. No, I, I'm I'm not gonna respond to him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that would be cool. I don't know if I have like I said, a set destination at this point, since I am so early in in the comedy career, but uh Yeah. No, like I said, I invited you to give us an answer. Uh <laughs> you gotta make a decision. Okay, at the uh, top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, at midnight. At midnight with just big speakers blasting down to everybody at the bottom. Okay. So nobody can see anything I'm doing. It's just a voice. And you don't even have a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) You're just yelling. I'm just yelling down there. (laughs) Great special. Great special. (laughs) There's one person's cell phone camera. That's the camera (laughs) from down below. (laughs) 
And it's not even like a special. They're just like, I think he's going to jump. I'm not. I'm it's not. mostly commentary of everybody on the street. He keeps yelling about him being fat and uh, he just threw a mic stand. I don't. <laughs> I, say, I think they're just waiting for the mic stand throw. Yeah. <laughs> I heard something about a dung beetle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you normally wear on stage and uh, would you like to change if so what would you like to wear I am terrible at fashion I am not a fashion guru by any means I well, you're talking to the two right guys. Right <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm wearing a <laughs> not not great. Yeah, I look like I just came out of the prison yard. Like, <laughs> yeah, orange it's... is the new black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't know. I just like jeans and a button up. I used to like wearing a hat, but then I saw a lot of things saying. Not to wear a hat because how the lighting comes down, you can't see your eyes and your facial expressions sometimes. So I stopped wearing a hat. Um, I liked you for the hat. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like wearing it. It's just like I said, and my I do do some pretty good facial expressions. So mm-hmm. I want people to see that. And if you're just seeing a shadow, then it's it's tough. But, I think uh, you should wear a mask. <laughs> A full, like, one where you can't see anything. Yeah, yep. Just. <laughs> Roddy's had fans that said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would fix this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your jokes were good, but then your face telling them, not, <laughs> no way. not as good. Not no. not nearly as good. I'm getting a lot of <laughs> negative reviews on my Netflix account from people. <laughs> Be the masked comedian. There you go. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I mean, literally to the point where, like, I told my wife, I was like, "Yeah, I need like a couple more shirts for comedy," <laughs> like, because otherwise it's just like hoodie, 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 work clothes, and then I got like a, a couple of shirts that I wear. To be the Hawaiian shirt guy. See, I don't think I'm the Hawaiian shirt guy. I, I just <laughs> fluffy can do it. I don't think I, I can do it. Unfortunately. Um, but I do, I do agree. You should dress not like a bum. Like it'd be cool, comfort wise, to just go up in like some sweatpants and yeah. sweatshirt. But I, I would love to go up there like this. I, I do think it, it. You going up there, people look at it and they think like this person doesn't really care about comedy, or they're mm-hmm. not. They're just doing this for fun, where yeah. if you actually try and look somewhat presentable, they're going to think more of like, okay, they actually take this seriously. This looks like uh, it could be it could be good. So. Yeah. yeah, you almost want to like make it look like you take it seriously without looking like you're taking it seriously. Right. Yeah. And that's, I guess, the look that I would strive for, you know, um, just a pair of jeans, a nice shirt, and go from there. Yep. And well, and uh heels. But Yes. Yep, you need the heels. Right. Yep. Most people can't see those when you're on stage, so it's yeah. fine. Well, I mean it gives you ex- that extra 
couple inches so you're taller than the the last comic that's that's all i'm trying to be is taller than the last comic yeah it just makes my butt look good and that's yeah that's all oh, i wasn't even thinking that that. yeah that just, i wasn't thinking of the butt maybe i should do stand up like facing away and turn so they see the butt the whole time mm. you know what i'm saying i'll say it like this anytime i've referenced my caboose on stage it's done well so. okay I'm just saying. I'm caked up. I mean, but yours is better than mine. I'm caked. <laughs> Told you. Every time. It works every I'm time. Saying, I'm caked up. <laughs> caked up. I got a... What is that other one? I got... I got an assassin booty. Not because it kills, but I got double the ass. <laughs> ass assin. Ass assin. <laughs> If you could open for any comedian, who would you want to open up, open for? Um, anyone famous. <laughs> good choice. That's a good choice. That's a that will give me the most exposure. Yeah. So, whoever gives me the most views. Right. <laughs> now, if we're talking about um, opening up for somebody, because then, just like all comedy shows, typically you get some time to uh, chat with them and uh maybe even learn something from them i mean i'm it's gonna go back to some of those famous comedians that i was talking about uh robin williams another one i always really enjoyed robin williams um ralphie may dave Chappelle, um mitch hedberg you know i just i think it would be uh a ton of fun yeah that way i know i think i heard from one of the last ones uh i think joe or something was talking about um burt kreischer and Tom Segura, things like that. I don't think I could party with those. <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> you know, it would be it would be difficult for me to to keep up with those guys. So I don't know. I would just look at it as a way to um maybe learn a little bit more and talk to some people you know you you looked up to. So yeah, yeah, and all the people that you were you, you mentioned, like the people that got to experience. A night with them, I can only imagine how that went. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody's gonna have that experience again. Like they they can't for a lot of those people. All right, yeah. Some of them with Bert. I mean, they got robbed in uh, in Russia. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that boy. Was that was, <laughs> was Bert? Was that the machine? That's story? the machine. I was gonna story. say. I was gonna say. I, as you said that, I'm like, wait a second. I feel like now I know what you're saying. Roddy's over there, like. Did that make the news? Oh, like, I don't no. remember that. That's, no, as soon as you said that, I was like, That's that seems the pretty serious. And this guy... <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot wait for his movie to come out. <laughs> That's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, dude. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I already commented on everyone. I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to watch this 500 times. <laughs> yeah, that is his boy. That's his number one right there. Mm hmm. Well, sweet. I think uh, we've gotten to that part of the night. Part of the night is that? The dedication time. So we uh, have gotten through all the comedy questions. Actually, before we get to the dedication, I do want to take a second. Dustin, is there anything we didn't ask you that you might want to talk about? Um, no. Okay. No, oh, I- we, didn't get the name of, we didn't get the name of the dog. Oh, yeah. Did we? No, that's true. You didn't get the name of either it, dog. So, our, the, uh, Catula or Tula or Toots or Potato <laughs> or 
everybody has like 14 names oh, for, yeah. their, for their animals. Yeah. Um, nice. Cruel bitch. <laughs> I like it. But yes. Nice. And then the other one's Lily. <laughs> I like how... I like how you said everybody has a million names for each of their dogs. And then the one dog is Lily. Well, I, you know, I, I hadn't hyped her up. Okay. Lily, little brown down, uh, little brown dog, little B. Uh, no, that's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Little B. Little B. I just love how you named a million names for the one dog, which is the, the, the dog we asked about, which is great. She has a more difficult name. I know. Catula. It's not like you can yell that. Yeah. Potato. That works <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> nice. That just got me when you were just like, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. I liked it. But okay. Well, if there isn't anything else, um, we are at our dedication time. So um, every episode we dedicate to a comedian. And whenever we have a guest on, we would like to have our guest have a dedication. So who would you like to dedicate this episode to? I uh, guess I will go with Ralphie May. He he is, nice. um, actually he might be the only comic I've actually seen, like, perform. Besides, you know, um, I mean, I guess I should say, a famous comedian. Yeah, uh, he's one of the only people I went to a show with and got to meet him afterwards and chat with him a little bit. So so far, so far, so far. Yeah, but then he 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 died. So. Yeah. That's not a good track record for me meeting famous comedians. That's true. I'm batting 100% with them no longer being here. Oh, shit. So. So if any of us get famous, we're There's done. a possibility that you're that 1% and you explode <laughs> the next time you go on stage. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 liked, I liked Ralphie May a lot. And I thought uh, he was very, very good at his Great craft. Great yeah. pick, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun one for a deep dive. He's been yeah. He got into the deep. He did a deep dive episode, so we're starting to get some more of them. And so, oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, that's uh, I've watched. He had a, a a video on YouTube, basically like a intermediate comedian workshop type deal that I watched and went over a lot of the stuff that he uh, he had to tell people, and it was helpful. Like I said, a lot of that stuff, the the not wearing a hat. He also said uh, beards. Try not to have a beard, and I told him to fuck off about that one. But um, What? Yeah. I'm, I'm screwed. He said it it, it won't necessarily uh, kill you or anything, but he just felt it was better for facial expressions and things I like that. I definitely understand but, the facial expression aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, because it does kill some of your, your reactions. Unless, like, you have, like, at my point, like, even when I talk, I don't know if any, like, people notice, but I notice all the time. But when I talk, every time I open my jaw, my beard splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you have noticed. I thought it was on purpose. Oh, yeah. No, I it, it just happens. <laughs> like, it happens every single time I talk, and my beard just splits. It's like Moses. It parts the seeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe your breath was just so bad it just jumped. <laughs> I gotta get out. <laughs> it jumped out of the way. I gotta get out of here. Like it's just really stinky right here in the middle. Everything else Ooh. is fine. <laughs> Can you imagine if it like actually like spread out like? <laughs> 
doing the cha-cha really slide to, to the left. Dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How, we did, we haven't really talked about Ralphie May that much on this podcast either. No, I, I feel like that was a very good. It's surprising because man, Ralphie's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think Joe mentioned Ralphie in his. Mm-hmm. I think he did a, a, a bit or two, but um, yeah, I think that's a good dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still remember watching him on uh, Last Comic Standing. You know, the first one and. I thought he was hilarious, and I could not believe just how quick he was and everything like that. It was just so much fun uh, to watch. Man. And then, yeah, then he continued to just his specials every time he put out a special. And he was definitely a, a guy to push some boundaries as well. I mean, one of the only um, white comedians I know that will say the n-word on stage and not bat an eye about him yeah saying it so not that i care to to say that but um the fact that he did it and did it to a point that it it didn't seem to offend anybody was wonderful Mm -hmm. so yeah dude hilarious Mm -hmm. all right well do you have anything to plug yeah, well, um, so this will be coming out again on December 19th, December 19th. So yep. I can't plug the show that's on the second, except just to you guys. Well, I mean, you could still plug it. And then uh, if you do have anything that comes up afterwards, just let us know. Um, most likely, let sure. send it to send it to me, Dustin, and I'll share everything. So I'll just I'll plug the which I kind of talked about before, um, the thing that me and Sydney are doing. So yeah. uh, we're trying to open up uh, another like comedy club. Um, we're still in the works with it and everything like that, but we do have dates booked already uh, down the road here uh, for multiple shows. So we have one on the second that will be after this one airs, but um, we have some more shows coming. Hold on, let me see the... I have dates. I just don't have everybody that's going to be on the show. So, okay. mm-hmm. where can people follow you? Facebook. I have Instagram, but I don't use it too much. I also just listen to you guys talk about uh, your uh, trying to be more social media active. I think I also need to to start doing that. You know, I'll post Who's on Facebook, but. Um, like Instagram's a great resource as well uh, that I don't really tap into or use very much. Um, I've thought about opening up a, a, a page dedicated to just comedy stuff, but at the same time, you know, I have more people on my own personal page right now, so I'm not going to reach yep. as large of an audience. So, so most of your shows you post on Facebook, though. Yep. Yeah, that's the same thing for me. I, I have way more people on my personal than I would on a comedy page, so I haven't done that. Plus, we have the page for the podcast and everything, too, so I just do both of those. So, yeah, the shows we got, and all of these are going to be at the Gopher Hole. So it's in West Duluth. Um, it's a place that we're going to try and uh, form into a, a comedy club. So um, we got a show on the, let's see here, January 6th. We got one January 27th. We got one February 10th. And so with all these shows, too, we're um, going to have local talent on the show as well as uh, some cities, comics. So 
we want to get a, a good array of mm-hmm. different comedy styles, different comics, give it a way to have a platform for people to to showcase their skills and abilities, and then just to bring more comedy to the Twin Ports area. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love it. It's awesome. And again, yeah. send it to us. We'll we'll post it and share it. And um, I I still need to get to my sixteen posts in December. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to get posted, though, you'd be better off sending it to me. <laughs> very true it's, that's not a lie no, it's not not a lie in the least uh, so. man thanks for coming on this is great I loved it this is a great episode yeah it was a ton of fun yeah yeah I, I definitely appreciate it I had a good time with it so um, next time you you guys do something let me know yeah for sure yeah and uh, yeah, yeah if you're willing to travel maybe we can do another episode and get all three of us in a room and Right, we could add up some mics down there too if yeah. it's a, a certain day or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll make a whole whole thing of it. So. Yeah, for sure, dude. I'd yeah. love that. Absolutely. Yeah, if we if I go down like for the podcast, it's usually we make it a day if we can. Mm-hmm. So. We totally have a date night. Oh yeah, date day, <laughs> date night. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe we did not say anything about the fact that. There is literally Justin, Justin, Dustin. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Oh, no. We have. This is the Austin episode. Right. At the very end of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good catch. I'm glad at least we said something about it. Right. At least it's on the books. It's on the books. Justin. It's in the book. Yeah. Dustin, Justin and Justin. That's I, I don't think it's happened like in the history of ever. That we've had that many Ustins on a podcast. So I think we just hit the world record of Austin mm-hmm. names. <laughs> now we need an Austin and what other Austins are there? I don't know. Just throw a letter in front of it. Gustin, Boston. Oh, Boston. Yeah, like... good old Boston. That guy? <laughs> <laughs> One of my nicknames in college um, was, uh, what was it? Uh, Problem Bustin Boston Justin. <laughs> Problem busted, Justin. Yeah, that was my nickname in my criminal law class. Because <laughs> you were just busting problems, up yeah, on, well, left and right. Yeah, we had uh, we had to come up with a name for our project for our like PowerPoint presentation, and that's what I came up with. <laughs> so uh, it was a self given nickname. <laughs> the best, only the best kind are self given. Yes, that's true. <laughs> only the best. <laughs> but. Well, sweet. Well, if you ever want to catch us, uh, social media. (laughs) Netflix. Look at my Netflix account. (laughs) The Netflix thing is really (laughs) taking off for us, guys. (laughs) Uh, You can catch us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube. Um, We're on uh, Snapchat at The Stupidest Pod. Send us an ad there. I'll add you up. Um, but they can always check us out at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Otherwise, if you guys are interested in uh, get, having any questions for us, uh, if you have a theme you want to hear when it's just Vandy and I, 
Um, if there's a guest that you might want on the podcast or you just want us to post something on our social media, you can always email us at www or no, it's just the stupidest podcast at gmail.com. There's no www. www.netflix. Slash Facebook. Slash stupidest podcast. Send us a challenge, Roddy. What was that? Maybe they want to send us a challenge, yes. too, you know? Send us a challenge. I'd love to see what uh, you guys have for us. Um, not going to lie, I didn't do great in November. So hopefully December, <laughs> I don't have to pay the $50. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I think this was a great episode. Yeah, thanks for so. being on, Dustin. We really appreciate yeah. you coming on, and hopefully we'll be able to get you on for another episode. If you want, like I said, uh, we can talk about anything if you wanted to do just a our typical guest mm-hmm. episode. So. Yeah, yeah, it was a ton of fun. So I'm definitely down to uh, just BS nice. and talk about random stuff. So sweet. Well, all right, guys. Well, thanks for paying attention and listening. Uh, go give us a like, share, comment on our episodes. Muchly appreciated. Helps. I think that's all I got. So have a good one. Have a good one. Bye.